Welcome back to another episode of LA Confidential. My name is Chauncey Talese, and we're about the Super Bowl champion in 2028, LA Rams, com. It is a fantastic website. Like and subscribe. And subscribe. That's right, and subscribe. And subscribe. Yeah. Today's a very special, special episode. We have guest co-hosts this week. We have Tad and Amir of the Desai guys. Hello. Hello. What's going on, Hello. guys? Thanks for having us. Of course. And as always, I'm joined by our fantasy enthusiast, our corporate cane, and the Cadillac Margarita and my Cinco de Mayo, Thaddeus Ooh. Klein. How are you? That was a chef's kiss right there. That was amazing. I love it. I try. And of course, LAF, uh, LAFB, LA Confidential, the Decide Guys podcast, and all of our wonderful content are brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. We have uh, hockey playoffs. We have uh, basketball playoffs. We have the Kentucky Derby tomorrow, the Preakness and the Belmont coming this summer. Ooh. Yeah, we got tennis, apparently, golf. Oh, it's a thing sometimes. Yeah, it is a thing sometimes. But yeah, anyway, if you want to get in on the action, you can get our 50% of your first bet with code BLEAV. That's, code, that's BLEAV for 50% of your first bet. Bet online. Now on to the show. Oh, <laughs> Real quick, before, <laughs> before we that's start not, It's not for bet online that they're watching the Padres-Dodgers game, so that's, yeah, 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 not, that's, that's not a shot at our partners at bet online. They are fantastic. <laughs> Chauncey, have you ever considered a career in uh, auctioneering? Because I think no. I could kill that. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> that would be fun, except I probably I'd probably need a lot of coffee. They don't drink coffee. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't think they should. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you guys for uh, guest co-hosting this week. We had a huge, sure. uh, huge NFL uh, week last week, so I needed your help. Yes, we definitely. Hundred percent. Glad I was here for it. Because, as you know, I'm not a draft person, really. I don't follow college as much anymore. It's very hard, and you have kids. You have to cut something out, and college just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Is this guy good? Maybe. No. So now that we've had the full draft, we're here to talk to you guys mostly about that. But you're going to hang out for the rest of the show, right? Of course. Oh. Of course. And, and really- I'm on the West Coast. I got no issues. I think it's more about Tad. <laughs> I, 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 I had a Red Bull like two, three hours ago. I should be okay for the next like three or four. Cool. But you know, Chauncey, it's funny because so we were given the news that we were going to be uh, LAFB's draft show this year uh, in January, which yeah. was very exciting news, but was also very short notice because we were like, okay, because I usually do all the draft stuff anyway. I remember sure. it was like, oh, crap. And yeah. so now that we're, you know, moving forward as the draft show, Amir and I were talking after the draft on Monday and he was like, yeah, I guess I got to start watching college football now. Cause he's just like you where he doesn't really watch it. <laughs> and he's like, I got to start watching it. And I'm like, yes, you do. And I was very excited for that. Cause I'm a massive college football fan. So, um, you I'm excited be. to like, we're, I'm, I'm literally like pulling my co host into the vortex and just That's like, true. yeah, no, you're coming into this with me. It's sucking me in. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going well, to be interesting. Your guys' stream was a, was a huge success. In some eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, I really yeah. think you guys did a good job. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It was definitely it was... long. We did uh, both days, both round ones, uh, two and three. So day one and day two and eight hours total across both days. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we... you and are both in agreement that, you know, it was a lot. <laughs> I swear to God, I did not speak a word on Sunday. I was like, I just need to rest my voice. Just like, I, I talk so much. I told him, I'm like, let's not go pick by pick rounds two and three. And somehow we still fell into that trap. Yeah. So I was just like, Dad, what do you think about this pick? And while I was talking about that, then the other pick would come in. And I'd be like, okay, great. Now I need to talk about this one. It was just like, whew. It was exhausting. It was great. It was fun. That's why I love yes. the draft because it's yeah. absolute badness. But It's not it was, so easy being Mel Kuyper, is it? No. I don't know. <laughs> that tough. dude, I know sure. this has been a debate. 
That dude absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. Put yeah, that man in the Hall of Fame. I Give him so. the gold jacket. I think so. Exactly. And every year, his hair worked extra, extra hard to be on TV. <laughs> that thing's just held together with, um, I don't know. I mean, chemicals, but I don't know what kind. I just, sort of I just, well, we're assuming it's not a wig. No, it's just, no, it's real hair. It just, it's working overtime. Yeah, it might be, it might be a wig. 100%. I don't know. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> ah, oh, so geez. we'll start with the, we'll start with the Rams since we are an LA show. Um, actually, you know, we'll go Chargers since we don't really ever talk about that. Yeah. Very much. So let's out of the way. <laughs> How did their draft go? Oh, fantastic. It was the best draft of any team for no well, particular I mean, reason. If you're a TCU fan like Tad, oh, then of course yeah. it sort of plays into what the Chargers did because they ended up drafting three players out of TCU. And then Tad, oh. I think you were throwing in the tidbit that some of the players that they drafted were formerly with TCU and then they transferred to other schools, right? Wow. So that was that was the Rams that drafted uh, That's the Rams. Okay, my TCU mistake. My players. Mistake. But Amir, uh, how dare you? I'm in a biased source. I clearly am, you know, very, very equal judgment across all teams. But uh, yes, the uh, the Chargers absolutely nailed this draft for reasons that are absolutely, you know, unbiased, coming from no judgment whatsoever. But now, in all seriousness, uh, I, I do think you guys drafted very well. Now, here's and just to show that, uh, you know, hat joke aside, that I'm not uh, completely unbiased or uh, biased here is um, the Darius Davis pick did uh, perplex me because mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine actually asked about, I don't know, two, three weeks before the draft, hey, man, where's da- Davis get drafted? I told him I don't think he gets drafted at all. So mm-hmm. drafting him in the fourth round, well, that's not bad value because fourth round on is basically like who you like and who you're scared other teams may take. Um, that was a little early to me. I think you could have waited till the fifth or sixth. But at that point, if you like him, and I mean, Chauncey, you can speak to this, Chargers fans have been screaming for speedster forever in the yeah. Chargers wide receiver room. And it, it, Darius Davis, he's a speedster, but he's, he's a poor man's Jalen Hyatt, where his route uh, tree needs a lot of work. His technique needs a lot of work, but man, he's a burner. He can get past that secondary pretty easily. So that was the big question mark. I, I do like, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a TC fan, I do like Max Duggan's uh, selection in the seventh round because I do think he needs a lot of time to develop. Mm-hmm. But with the patience to develop, he could be. And Amir and I have been saying this since the Senior Bowl in January. If he can develop, uh, you know, a couple of years, he absolutely could develop into a great backup. I never saw him as a starter. He will, unless something crazy. He's a spot starter. It's not anything that you know. You're you're not going to bank your franchise on this guy. Andy but Dalton, one hundred percent. He has the skills that he could develop to be a very good backup, very good spot starter if you sort of need him to be. And honestly, Tad, we talked about this on our podcast before. That's just like you're not drafting Duggan for his skill set. You're drafting Whoa, you're him for drafting those intangibles, for leadership. his leadership ability, his like you know his grit, his sort of just like nature that can bring a locker room together, sort of thing. Like that's sort of like you know raw raw mentality that you kind of need at times mm-hmm. in certain locker rooms. So I think, yeah, him landing with the Chargers and, you know, seeing some of the, um, you know, the miscues and some of the, you know, holes that they have on their roster. Like, I think Duggan can sort of help them sort of alleviate some of the things that they've sort of been missing on the Chargers for sure. And okay. the, I know the QJ pick has gotten a, not a lot of hate, but it's, it's been seeing, maybe you guys can speak a little bit to this more. The more reactions I look for from Chargers fans, it seems to be pretty split. Some people like it. Other people are like, no, this is more of the same. We have another King now. We have another Mike Williams. But I think that's kind of a good thing because you're going to lose one of them pretty soon. <laughs> who knows who they're going to stick with. Based on recent history, 
injury. Yeah, well, not even, well, no, not, even just inju- not even just injury. One of them is going to be off the roster within well, yeah, the next like, year or two. Probably so, Mike Williams. Yeah, as long as I, I think it's Mike Williams as well. Um, and, and that's why I said on draft night was, you know, Quinn Johnson, well, maybe not the perfect comparison, does play very similar style to Mike Williams. So this does make a lot of sense of drafts his successor now, kind of bring him along, especially because the only reason that Quinn Johnson was not my number one receiver is because he has all the skills there. He just needs a lot of refinement. It needs to be brought along. So now he has time to be brought along on the Chargers roster with a great quarterback. So I understand why some people may not love that pick, but I, that's why I was so excited they went to the Chargers because I yeah. think he's. If going he to is learn. Mike Williams, does that mean like he's only good for four fantasy games a year? Uh, <laughs> his rookie year, see, yeah. It's 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 his funny year, because yes. because when Duggan was very inconsistent with us two years ago. That was exactly what it was. And my friends all made fun of me. Actually, hopefully he's not listening to this podcast uh, because no one does. I, made, no one does. I, made, I made a bet with my friend last summer. He was like, Qu- you know, Quinn Johnson's going the first round. I'm like, no, he's not. And uh, I said he's going either in the second or third. And uh, the reason I said that was not because he wasn't talented enough because the production wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Because Max Duggan, he never had a quarterback until Duggan finally, you know, made his. It only took until his senior year, but Duggan finally hit his stride, right. and uh, he blew up. And nobody saw. We people don't really know this because we played Colorado and uh, Tarleton State uh, our first two games. TCU's starting quarterback right. to start this season was not Max Duggan. It was a guy named Chandler Morris, and Chandler Morris got hurt against Colorado. And uh, uh, Max Duggan had to step in. And when Max Duggan had to step in, we were all like, ah, oh, great, here's Duggan again because he's so inconsistent. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he had his Heisman campaign. Um, so that's the thing. As long as he has a good quarterback, QJ can produce. But, yeah, if Herbert goes down, it's not Duggan stepping in. Yeah, he's not going to Is he the only impact starter they got in, the, they got in their draft? Um, That's a good question. I think uh, – Mer, what's his name? <laughs> Tuli Tui Pelodu out of USC. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I'm not even going to try pronouncing it. I think he has the potential to be a, a media starter, but I, I don't know if they if the Chargers depth chart really has an opening for him to be the immediate starter. I think he's going to be a key rotational player. Yeah, other than that, I really didn't see any immediate starters outside of Quinn Johnson, who honestly may not even be an impact starter. That was why I've seen some people grade the Chargers draft pretty low um, because they didn't really hit on – all the key spots. I, I think they drafted very well based on potential, but yeah, based off of media impact, I, I don't see a lot of promise there. And one interesting thing I want to hear your guys thoughts. Cause I'm talking a lot here. Um, they stayed away from running back. That was very interesting. So is that confidence in Eckler? Like they're going to figure that out or is that a mistake? Next year? Cause running backs are kind of a dime a dozen. Like, Fair. No, you know, fair. like it's there's so many running backs. Like, fine, we'll deal with Eckler for a year. Maybe we can work it out. Maybe we can't. Uh, and if not, fine, we'll just get his replacement in round three. Who cares? So you don't think he sits out? No, I don't think so. Like, I, I honestly think because they eventually they all eventually cave. Like, Le'Veon Bell is like I would say the poster child for why you don't do it. Yep. Because what did it ultimately get? Him? It's like fine. I'll play myself into – I'll have a, I'm in a contract year, play really hard. You know, a lot of teams have cap money next year. Somebody's going to pick you up. They always do, you know? Especially Eckler. Yeah, exactly, especially Eckler. And if he's, like, a fantasy hero again and it's like, oh, Austin Eckler's awesome, then, like, maybe the Cowboys pick him up or whatever. 
Maybe like, something happens to Josh Jacobs. Maybe something happens to Josh Jacobs. Like, there's going to be teams that are going to be flush. Like, they, like uh, not Houston could. Yeah, because they're going to be flush with, like, a lot of money next year. They have, like, Ooh, 100. Yes, they are. $124 million or something. So, like, sure. Like, they'll pick they'll pick him up to pair with Damian Pierce or whatever. Fine. Like, why not? Very possible. Very possible. Very I think po- the biggest thing is just, like, I think he's just angling for the contract. And I think yeah. he's not going to hold out at all. He's 100% going to suit up for them when exactly. the season comes closer. It, but because you see this with a lot of veterans, too, where it's like, you know, oh, yeah, they're holding out for a contract or for whatever reasons. They're like, they don't want to go through the training camp rigor of, like, you know, I don't really need to be here. So, you know, that could be a possibility, too, where it's like, you know, training camp sort of comes and goes. Then all of a sudden, Eckler's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back. And so, all right, that was our Chargers quota for I think the month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, they're like they're a boring team. Like I only cover them during yeah. the season because like there isn't much to talk about. Like it's not fun. Sure. Fair. Fair. Yeah, we. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the Rams draft. Oh no! Here comes hater. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, no. It's not, it's no, it's right. okay. Hater absolutely screwed me tomorrow. We uh, we co-managed a fantasy baseball team together, and Hater yeah. absolutely screwed us last year. So we he did. I'm only in, but, I've only done the one where you set the lineup on like Sunday night, and then you got your your fucked if it gets wrecked. Like if someone gets hurt, you're done. You can't like change it out. We, we, we can adjust every day. Uh, we can adjust yeah, Mer- every day. But oh. we, we are our roster is currently getting wrecked. Murph, if I'm not mistaken, we currently have three pitchers on the IL right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all relief pitchers. Oh. Yeah. Which is yeah, that's a bummer. But um, yeah. So the Rams draft. I feel like I talked a lot with the Chargers one. So Murray, you want to give your thoughts on the Rams draft before I get mine? I think that with the Rams, it was more of just like they had so many picks, so they're just throwing a bunch of you know just. Trying to stock their roster as most they can. Exactly, yeah. Just throwing it against the wall and see what can stick, right? I mean, we have to talk about Steve uh, Beal. I mean, I'm not going to speak yeah, about him as much as I'm not going to speak about him as much as Tad is going to speak about him, obviously. But I mean, drafting him in the second round, they need the upgrade on the offensive line. So I mean, he's going to step in. Probably, you know, you could argue he was one of the best, best offensive guard prospects in this year's draft. Um, I think for me, it's Osiris Torres, but I think Steve Avila is a very close second. I think in that rankings there. So you land him in the second easily. Round. He's gonna be starting yeah there's no way to start um byron young i was a huge fan of him when i was watching his tape out of tennessee like i mean Woo-hoo! he's just a speed threat coming off the edge uh there's a lot of things he needs to refine which a lot of those edge rushes that you're getting in the third fourth and later they need that sort of refinement because that's all he's got right now he's got great anticipation he jump off the snap but he needs more tricks in his sort of uh bag to sort of get out to the quarterback because yeah if he stonewalls gets hit by a tristan Wirfs, a trent williams he's not gonna go anywhere <laughs> so i mean he needs to develop a spin move an arm over move like i mean some other things definitely needs to build up a little bit but he's got a lot of potential he's going to be an immediate starter for them he was the rest the the guys on- talking about the ghost he's like oh i'm a huge fan of von miller's ghost rush or whatever right that's him yeah so i mean maybe he's gonna go like you know they have all these camps now for positions right tight end university and i think jj watt had a camp when he was you know playing obviously so it's like maybe he's gonna join one of those and he's gonna develop a little bit more learn from von miller possibly which would be great obviously for the rams um, Donald, I mean, that's that's not bad. <laughs> if you're going to learn pass rushing moves from somebody. 100%. 100%. So looking at the rest no. of their draft, they got a lot of promising pieces. Um, obviously, Stetson Bennett yeah. in the fourth. I think it's very similar to Max Duggan. But I have a little bit more high hopes for Stetson Bennett to become a starter in the NFL because Whoa, the biggest starter. thing that okay. the knock on him with Bennett was just that he's going to be 26, I think, when he got drafted, right? Or is I'm he 25? On I'm on it. <laughs> one of the other he's in his mid-20s already when I, he got drafted oh, yeah, right no, he's 25 if i remember correctly he's my yeah. he's my age basically 
Oh, your, your connection's getting a little fuzzy, Ted. I'm sorry. No, uh, uh, Stetson Bennett. Uh, Stetson Bennett will turn 26 in October. There it is. So during the season, Wait, he's going to turn 26. I don't know. Do you guys? You guys uh, I was listening to Simmons today, and he had Schrager on, and he was talking about the Brock Purdy effect. Because I guess there were 15 QBs taken in this draft. Yeah. And they're thinking it's mostly because like they look at Brock Purdy and they're like, well, I mean, why bother taking it back up like center in the fourth round and we can get like a, a quality quarterback maybe? What was Dak Prescott again? Dak was, was a fourth. Was a fourth. Yeah, was he a fourth rounder? I thought he was third. No, no Dak is a fourth. 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 Um, yeah, it's uh, we talked a little bit about this on the second night of the draft where it's uh, the Cleveland Browns, not this current front office, but the Cleveland Browns front office – one regime ago, two regimes ago. I don't remember. They changed regimes uh, so often. It's hard to keep track. But um, they, it, was, it was the brain of Wheaton years. The Moneyball guy, right? Was it the Moneyball guy yeah, years? Yeah, it was, it was the Moneyball guy year. Exactly, because they did the same thing baseball does, where it's like the more draft picks we have, the better chance you have of just hitting success. So sure. all the Cleveland Browns did at that point was just like collect draft picks and then just draft like 10 guys a year. Because mm-hmm. they were like, if we draft 10 guys a year, and frankly, if you look back, it like, I mean, it wasn't great, but it also didn't work out terribly. Um, so it's just a numbers game, and it's kind of the same thing where it's like, just keep drafting mid-round, mid to late-round quarterbacks. Eventually, one of these guys has to be good, and they're not right. entirely wrong about that. Okay. But it also doesn't hurt if they're wrong. <laughs> well, exactly, because it's a quarterback, and you saw – I mean, that's why the Russell Wilson Seahawks teams were so good is because they could pay Russell Wilson, who was exactly. at that time a top five, top ten quarterback, you know, $950,000 a year. And that's why the Legion of Boom fell apart, because they were able to pay that defense. And then all of a sudden when Russell Wilson it came time to pay him, they couldn't pay all the other guys. So that's why the Seahawks fell apart was because they had to start paying Russell Wilson all those massive contracts they had. Mm-hmm. Part. So if you can get this guy on a very cheap contract, that's, I mean, that's a, that, that, that's a, like Willy Wonka's golden ticket there to being a playoff contender for, you know, four or five years. Unless you're the Cowboys. Uh, well, I mean, uh, look, I, no one hates the Cowboys more than me, but like they've been competitive over the last. Yeah, since but like Jerry really didn't maximize the, the Dak rookie contract. But that's, now. that's Jerry. He never maximizes <laughs> shit. I know, I'm just saying. Anyway, back to the Rams draft. Uh, so aside from Avila and Byron Young, were there any players where you're like, oh, damn, that was a good pick? Uh, yeah, actually, Murray, if you don't mind, I'd like to take this. So there were actually uh, yeah, two, of course, of course, two picks um, mm-hmm. where it, it was, and this is what Murray was referring to earlier, where I, one of the guys was like, I didn't know he was there, was uh, the defensive end, O'Shaw Mathis, used to be a TCU. Uh-huh. So he was a he transferred to Nebraska. He used to be a TCU, um, and he was pretty solid with us. And the reason he transferred was just because uh, at that time Gary Patterson, who was our coach, his mm-hmm. system was not working out very well uh, for him. So he decided to transfer out. And I think he's one of those guys where he has all the physical tools. That's why I really liked him. I believe he took him in the sixth round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and sixth round. Sixth round, yep. So he, that's the perfect sixth round pick there. Like a guy who has all the physical tools needs a mm-hmm. hell of a lot of work for sure. But if he's physically ready to go, there's a lot of promise there. And the other guy that's interesting, I don't know if it's a good pick, it's interesting, is this is he was the star of TCU's team, not this past season, but two years ago in mm-hmm. 2021. Zach Evans out of Ole Miss yeah. used to be our star running back. He was the first five-star, depending on the site you looked at, he was the first five-star recruit. <laughs> To go to TCU. And he, it was funny because uh, that was Gary Patterson's last year and we were not good. 
we were a very disappointing team. And he said, I'm better than this. I'm out of here. And people were bitter in Fort Worth, me included. Um, which is, which is great though, because then Kendra Miller got his opportunity and who got drafted higher Kendra Miller. But, um, Zach Evans is interesting though. Cause again, he has all the physical tools there. He's a very good trucker type of power back with good speed as well. But it's a little concerning that he lost his job, his starting job at Ole Miss to a true freshman. So I don't know if that was, he wasn't a system fit. I don't know if that was a personality thing. I don't know what happened there. I'm not that plugged into Ole Miss football, but I'll be interested because at the beginning of the season, people were projecting Zach Evans as a potential late first round pick. So that could be a very, very good steal for the Rams going forward, especially with, you know, like the cycle of running backs they've been going through for the past two years. Yeah. I mean, if they have a track record, it's Darrell Henderson, but probably healthier. Uh, I, running style is a little less shifty, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's a good question. What's my comp for Zach? Or Malcolm Brown, but athletic? No, because he's not as fast as Malcolm oh Brown. Oh, God. Man, that's good. Maybe like a uh, – I'm always going to laugh because I always do this. He, mm-hmm. His style reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Frank Gore. Where it's okay. like there's, 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 nothing, there's nothing that blows you away, but like he's a good physical back that still has I'll enough speed it. to kind of break away. I mean, he's Frank got actually pretty good natural hands, so. too, that they can use him in the passing game, too. So, Yeah, okay. well, because TCU utilized that a lot as well. Yeah. Ole Miss, not so much, but TCU utilized a lot of that. Okay. And then they got LT's nephew. Uh, yeah, so I love I love Tomlinson. The only problem with him is he's 5'10 on a good day. Yeah, but um, he's going to put him in the or... slot. He's not going to cover the outside. Yeah. He's a new slot god. He's a new Robbie Coleman. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing, too, is for 5'10, that dude plays physical. Man, like there there was a while there where I was like, man, he could sneak into the first round. And then I got in draft mode again. I'm like, no, this size is going to kill his draft stock. Um, so, yeah, for a nickel corner, like that is a great pick right there. And uh, he's a speedy little motherfucker, too. Like he is, he has all the good physical, uh, you know, attributes to succeed, except for height. If this dude was like, Four or five inches taller. I honestly do think he would have been a first rounder. So I'm honestly surprised he slid all the way to the six two. Like I so thought he might have gone in the fourth so or the fifth. So I, I think he'll be an LTA practices are just going to be really awkward for charter people. Yeah. <laughs> not that awkward. They're in <laughs> LA now. Bad. He was the same thing. It's not that bad. Yeah, but you know, he, it's not like he's going to stop by the Chargers practices. He doesn't know anybody there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. But yeah, no. Overall, I thought the Rams draft was just kind of weird. Because it didn't really hit any like major needs uh, until later in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I know Avila was a great pick. He's um, yeah. like like uh, uh, Murray said, um, Osiris Torrance. I had ranked above Avila just because he was physically more dominant than him. Avila mm-hmm. was without a doubt the smartest interior offensive lineman. Like he understood good. his he showed good assignments. football he, IQ for sure. Yeah, it, there was I, I, I talked about this on draft night, but there was a fantastic play in the Fiesta Bowl against Michigan. Where it, man, I meant to retweet this. I need to find that again. But um, they're they're the Michigan Mill linebacker blitzed, and Avila mm-hmm. pull, and kind of Avila like you know fell back to block and kind of realized like oh I got no one. He saw that middle linebacker blitzing and like sprint across the field, dramatic, but sprinted about five to ten yards and picked up that middle linebacker blitz. Duggan hits a guy for I actually I think it was Darius Davis hits Darius Davis for like a twenty yard gain. There you which go. would have been like a 10-yard sack if Avila was not smart enough to – because, you know, some guards are just like, sweet, I got nowhere to block. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. We didn't and have Avila, I'll take it. Yeah, Avila was like, where do I help out now? 
and he saw that middle linebacker coming and he had that speed to catch up to him and just totally not pancake him, but like buy that, you know, value a couple seconds. So that was, yeah. So that was a, that was a good pick, but again, I don't feel like guard was your guys' biggest need. Um, Dude. It's just, you, yeah, no, we needed a guard. Yeah, that's fair. But was your biggest need? Uh, it was a big need. I mean, I would take it. I mean, it was better than all those draft Will Levis losers that I saw online. No, but that would that would have been stupid. You that would have been stupid. I know. But, uh, I, no, 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 I I I sorry to interrupt, but I th- I think you just summed up the Rams draft right there. It's like, yeah, I'll take it. No, I, was, <laughs> I think it's a B plus. Like I was looking at him, like you know what, B plus. I'd give it like a B minus, but that's semantics. All right, because yeah, no, you look I at it, they bounce around at a bunch of different positions, and so like I think I think it's just sort of throwing everything against the wall, seeing what sticks, and just sort of building the roster that way with this year's draft specifically. And speaking of throwing stuff against the wall, I'm going to clear out and have Thaddeus ask you about the Lions draft. The Lions draft. So, I mean, obviously you got to start with Jameer Gibbs at number 12. Like, I mean, that's such an interesting pick. Obviously they had a plan in motion to then trade DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. But at the time, we had no idea that that was in play. So, I mean, it's just like you look at that pick and – Jameer Gibbs, yes, he is the second-ranked running back out of this year's draft class. But for him to go in the top 15, I think that was pretty shocking for sure. So, I mean, that was very interesting. That's uh, um, putting it lightly. He was pissed. Yeah, I wasn't super <laughs> yeah. about it because we didn't need running back at the time. Like, 100% you like, didn't. You still don't need a running back. Even with I, say, I agree. Oh, shit. Here comes Hater. Anyway, Jack Campbell, was that a bad pick or were people just like, oh, he wasn't on my board, so I wasn't paying attention? Well, it's funny, actually, because we did a a mock draft episode. I'm trying to remember what the point of that episode was, but we did – I'm pretty sure it was a mock draft episode where we would give our picks and I would be like, Dark Horse Candidate here. Um, And people on YouTube do not understand the definition of Dark Horse Candidate because every (laughs) Dark Horse Candidate I would drop, we had YouTube comments like, that would be such a reach. It's like that's the No, that's the point. Or shit. Exactly. 100% that's the point. But anyway, so the Lions pick at 18, that he was my Dark Horse Candidate. And uh, because I saw like just how thin the Lions were at linebacker. So was that a little too early for Jack Campbell? Absolutely. Would he have been on the board the next time the Lions were on the board? Probably not. So that was a very justifiable reach, in my opinion. Jack Campbell was my top. There was Trent Simpson. It was between Trent Simpson and uh, Jack Campbell for my one and two, for my top inside linebacker. So I actually I like that pick. I thought that was yes, yeah. it was a little early for him, Maybe. but he he is a very instinctual I'm, linebacker. I'm, I'm he will. Pick, it was the running back pick that really chopped my height. That know? running back. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I was trying to sugarcoat it, but yeah, man, I'm sorry. That was a dumb pick. No, like that's yeah. the part where that, it's like it made no sense. We don't need that at this very moment. Like go for support or defense. Like it should have stayed at six was, and taken Jalen Carter or something. That was right. easily that was easily my my pick for my least favorite pick in the first round. Yeah, right. <laughs> there. Um, I was also a little shocked to see them go Sam Laporta over some of the other tight ends yeah. that were available at that point. Um, they could have had Michael Mayer. They could have had um, Tucker Craft, I think. But just like <laughs> I, I do like but Iowa, Iowa, though, yeah. But Iowa. <laughs> I do know. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not arguing with the pick, but I just think maybe they could have gone a different direction. But I love Sam Laporta's tape, so I think he's going to fit in just perfectly fine with Detroit there. Um, Brian Branch in the second round is good up for the safety that position. Was so pick. that was not bad there. That's and then, yeah, I think we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Hendon Hooker in the third maybe, round. <laughs> maybe, maybe my favorite pick of the entire draft. 
I'm not it's very lying. good. It's very good, especially with Detroit wanting to commit to Jared Goff. I think you got Hendon Hooker, who could be ready to go by the start of the season, but it doesn't hurt if they decide they want to redshirt him because, I mean, yeah, he could definitely use a little bit of seasoning. But honestly, if he does end up starting for him this season, I think they got themselves a really good player because, obviously, he's got the dual threat ability being a passer. He's got the, you know, the RPO action, too, especially with the running game that they have going there. Obviously, they're going to implement Jameer Gibbs in the running game, too. So, I mean, they got a lot of good pieces there on that offense. That was a top-10 scoring offense last year. So, now you add Hendon Hooker to that. It's like this the offense could go to another level now, possibly. All right. And that's what we want because Jared Goof is a goof. You know, you know about it. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing. is like I don't think – this that's why it was such a great pick is because Hendon Hooker took a fall. I, I and we were talking about this on the podcast. If uh, Hooker had not gotten hurt, I am a very true believer that he would have gone the first round. That's the only reason he slipped so far was 100%. because of his injury. 100%. And um, that's the thing is like, okay, let's see if Goff is a goof or if Goff is actually like a legit like you know capable starting quarterback. And if he sucks this year, great. You have a you know a guy that you can plug in. If he doesn't suck here? this year. No, he just signed an extension. Oh, he did? Yeah. He signed an extension yeah. for two years. But, really? but, but it's a very low-risk extension right, where they right. can they can get out they of it They can move on easily. from him pretty easily yeah. if they want to. So that's the whole thing is like it's – it's Hooker is the perfect insurance policy. Because okay. if, if, you know, if you need to develop him for a bit, great. Then there's very low pressure if golf lives up to expectations. But if not, Hooker can step in and contribute pretty well. So I do I see Hooker starting this year – Unless golf gets hurt, no. But next year, next offseason, that will be a very, very interesting right, situation. Right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So what's the, what's the team that you thought actually that killed it? What's one team you thought really uh, whiffed on it? Murray, you want to start? Me start? So I think whiffed on it. I think a lot of people sort of in consensus of this one. And you guys might get a joy of this one. But San Francisco. Uh, (laughs) I think when you take a kicker in the third round, it's just, we talked about this, I think on the live stream where it's just like, there's a lot of pressure on your kicker now to sort of perform. And if it doesn't, it's going to look bad for sure. So the rest of their picks are more just developmental pieces. They're depth pieces. There's not anybody that's going to contribute significantly this year. And I think that attributed to their bad grade, but just, yeah, I think you look at that pick in the third round and I can understand the reasoning behind it because they had a pretty complete roster. They didn't have any major holes that they needed to address. So it's like one of the holes that they had to address was the kicker position. So taking the best kicker available, arguably the best kicker in this year's draft class, Jake Moody out of Michigan, um, to fill a need that they had because Robbie Gould is walking. He didn't want to play in San Francisco anymore. I think there's a lot of signs saying he's going to go back to Chicago. So you need a kicker. It's been a long time since they've drafted the kicker, and I think this sort of just upgrades their team at one of the one positions that they sort of had a little bit of a, you know, a weakness there. But, yeah, so, I mean, you look at San Francisco, probably not one of the greatest drafts. And then you also stay in the division – Seattle had probably one of the better drafts. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, that, first, that first round was a goddamn cheat code. Yeah. I you look know. at them, obviously, get, <laughs> you look at them, obviously, getting just key pieces and Devin Witherspoon to anchor that secondary just a little bit further after they had such great success with Tariq Woolen last year. And then obviously, they upgrade the other side of the ball with Jackson Smith and Jigba to just pair up with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Like, I mean, it's just going to be so dangerous and so hopefully annoying. replicate the season that Geno Smith had last year. Like, I mean, I think that was the whole purpose. The only thing. I will question in Seattle's draft picks this year, and I think a lot of people are consistent with this one, Zach Charbonnet. Like, I mean, I just – I don't felt that they needed to address the running back position that early with him there. So, but – How dare you? That's just me. That's just me. 
He's going to be good, and I'm going to be very conflicted about it. Exactly, exactly. And Thaddeus, especially as a fantasy guy, like I had all high hopes for Kenneth Walker III to just absolutely shoot to the moon. Oh, yeah. They drafted Zach Charbonnet. I was like, I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. That one, that one was definitely a head scratcher for sure. Exactly. You exactly. know what they're doing, but great. Oh, fuck you, Josh Hader. Well, that's <laughs> game. That's game. That's gonna be consistent throughout the today's episode, right? Not anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was gonna, no, I was gonna say. By the way, I was like, Pet Online should do odds like over under like three and a half. Fuck you, J- Josh Haters. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. They're, they had a, they had a six game winning streak going. I'm like, I had a feeling. Yeah. Potters are gonna be hyped because it's like we beat you in the first round last year. That's our World Series. Those are fucking losers. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, your turn. Um, yeah. So for my losers, um, what is it about Aaron Rodgers that makes teams draft poorly? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really don't understand. Cause I look at the Jets draft and there's what else a whole do you lot need, of- man? Thirty-nine year old Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there, there, there's a whole lot of math there. I mean, this was <laughs> like I said. I mean, this was also one of the most questionable picks of the first round to me. Was Will McDonald at number fifteen? I hey. like Will McDonald, but at fifteen was way too early for him. Trade down. Well, the we 20s missed out on their linemen because uh, Belichick wanted to screw him over. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Did you read that story? That <laughs> yes, was I fantastic. For, for our listeners who did it, apparently, apparently Bill Belichick. Um, surrendered basically the the uh what was the 14th pick to mm-hmm. the uh Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers even though they had a so the Steelers gave up their uh 17th pick I want to say mm-hmm. yeah 17th pick and uh a fourth rounder to move up to 14 and that Patriots had a call from another team with a third rounder and a first round swap but Belichick wanted to screw over the Jets so he took the lesser offer to screw them over for the listeners who have not heard this story but um even then, though, there were better pass rushers on the board. Nolan Smith is a better pass rusher than Will McDonald. I'm giving her draft night PTSD with how much I mentioned Seriously. Nolan Smith. But um, <laughs> that was a weird pick to me. I think you could trade down, and you still could have gotten him if he was your guy. And then none get. of their other – Joe Tipman was a good pick, I think. I, I – I'm not as high as on him as uh, Murray is. I think that was a fine pick, nothing great. The one thing that's really confusing me is a lot of people are praising the selection of the pit running back, who whose name I will also not even attempt. Ooh. But that was a weird pick to me because I do like that pit running back, but that dude's going to get buried on the depth chart. They still have Brees Hall. They still have Michael Carter. Why are you Wasn't taking Paul running not back be playing for a while, though? Because he's still hurt. He's, he's not going to start hurt, the season but... on time. Like, that's what I keep hearing right. the rumors, that he's probably going to miss, like, at least a month of the season, too. Well, he'll be back by Halloween or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. around So, around so you're gonna be, and Michael Carter's already proven that he's a capable starter. So, I don't know. It was just one of those picks where I was like, you had more immediate needs than, like, oh, sh- you know, shoot, we need another running back for – they took him in the fifth, oh, though. I don't think that's that high of a away. draft capital. That's it. It's a, it's a super but also, personally, I'm a huge fan of Israel. He's good, new. Don't give me – how do you say his last name? Abanacanda. Yeah, I'm not trying that. Um, so, <laughs> I know. I, I'm a big fan of him, too. I think he's a good player. And maybe it's because I'm a fan of him. Like, I wish he'd gone to a team where once Brees Hall comes back, you're, he, no, it's fair. he's sitting there. Like, that's, that's the whole thing. Is that, that's a two-month rental. That's what free agency is for. Maybe so they I, already. I don't know. I again, but that's the whole thing. There's always so that, that, That's the whole feeling of the Jets draft. Just like I don't know, like how you feel. I don't know, like that's just, I just <laughs> with with like you said with a win now mode. 
You need to go for immediate impact players. I just really feel like they kind of swung and missed there. With uh, winners, uh, I'm so upset, dude. Like, I don't understand how it's a new the regime. The entire AFC South? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I wanted this podcast not to last three hours, so I decided yeah. to leave the AFC <laughs> South alone. Um, we don't need your help to get a three hours. Yeah. How is it possible that the Baltimore Ravens are one of the best drafters for like 20 years straight? They find a way it's to get It's not it fair. I texted Amur. I was going to my friend's birthday party, and, like, every red light I hit, like, during the uh, sixth through seventh rounds, I was, like, checking my phone at sure. every red light while I was driving. And I texted Amur this as I was pulling up to my friend's place. I go, how has this happened? Because I have this guy slated even with his injury as a third rounder. And they got him as basically an undrafted free agent. The Ravens got Andrew Voorhees, who had he oh, not gotten hurt. Before the combine would have been a first round pick. He would have been a first round pick and they got him in the seventh round. So not only that, they got Trenton Simpson in the third round who I had slated as a late first rounder. And then of course the pick of Zay flowers, love that pick. Perfect place for him to go. Oh, oh, oh. and let's not forget. They also got a big physical corner and Caillou blue Kelly out of Stanford. And like, it's just, I, I don't, it, it's, it's an immersive at this point, but I don't care. They, Aaron, receiver, they have a Super Bowl by now. It's the Aaron Paul meme from breaking bad. They can't keep getting away with this, but somehow they keep getting away with it. So like they drafted so incredibly well. It's like, it, they, they're going to be so goddamn good. And they kept Lamar Jackson. I mean, that one, though, that probably, that cost them a lot, though. That. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, what would you rather do? Go, like, take the quarterback gamble for a couple of years like the Colts are about to do? Or, you know, oh, well, they, the they they their backup is solid. Still. Yeah, they definitely. He's not Lamar, but he can win you a game. Pro yeah, Bowler, a, Tyler a, Huntley. A, a, yeah, yeah, no, Huntley can win you a game, a season. I mean, I guess, I guess not in the playoffs, though. Yeah, yeah. Huntley, Huntley <laughs> sucks. Huntley is so overrated, in my opinion. I know. It just I've, wait, I've, wait, wait. How is he overrated if he's a backup? Well, he's because overrated. people talk about him like he's the next Tyrod Taylor, and he's not. We well, not gave him plenty. He's a solid That's backup. Rude. That's it. It's rated Tyrod Taylor. No, okay, no, you say that, but a lot of people do think that like Huntley could be like you know a starter somewhere else. That's it's true. Like, They're like in December. There's a lot of like, hey, could like X team just trade for Tyler Huntley? Maybe the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You get. Like, you know, I remember the Giants were talking about that. They were like, if Daniel Jones asked for too much money, we could Should go the with Broncos Huntley. Have it's like, for Tyler Huntley? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's another one. <laughs> but yeah, now I won't. I won't break these down. But while I was preparing notes, here were all my winners: were the Bills, the Ravens, the Bears, Steelers? the Colts. The Colts, uh, despite me hating Anthony Richardson, they killed every other pick. So the Colts, I thought, did well. The Steelers did very well. My losers were the Commanders, the Jets, and the Cardinals. Where are the Cardinals? Really? I thought I thought the trade up for Paris Johnson. Everyone's like, "Damn, Cardinals! You actually did some smart shit." I thought the trade up for Paris Johnson was weird. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Uh, B.J. Ojulari, I love that pick, but outside of that, none of their picks really like blew me away. Oh, it's kind of the same are thing. Are they like super loaded in twenty four though too with draft picks? Uh, well, it's funny because I was at, I was uh, looking at like way too early twenty twenty four mock drafts uh, sure. a couple days ago. Most <laughs> of them have the Cardinals picking one and two because they have yeah. the Houston pick now. 
Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's not gonna obviously that's not gonna pan out. But uh, I mean, there were. Some but they could have two. They could have two picks in the top ten. I think that's a fairly. I think that's probably that's going to be possible because sure. Kyler won't even be back till Thanksgiving at the at the earliest. And even then, people are like, "Hey, should they just trade Kyler Murray because they might get Caleb Williams?" <laughs> wow. <laughs> That well, thought's gonna creep into their minds, honestly. First of all, who would trade for him? What value well, does that no have? Not now. Who would? Who can? Who has that much cap space yeah. available? I mean, you would say the Texans, but they already have C.J. Stroud, so they don't need that no, shit. Yeah, there's no reason for them. To, Colts, like, maybe? No, I don't. I don't even want Kyler Murray. No, Fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice with Andrew yeah. Richardson. He's cheaper at least. <laughs> like Miami, but they don't have any. They won't have any cap space next year. No. No, no. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of Kyler Murray, though, that's another reason why I didn't really like the Cardinals draft because they needed a quarterback to potentially step in for him. And who do you take? Clayton Toon, who, or Murray, if I'm not mistaken, did not even land in either one of our top 10 quarterback right No, I had him uh, in my top 10. Oh, did you? They're going to be oh, bad regardless. So it doesn't matter who you stick back there, I guess. Like sure. the Cardinals are, they're a tire fire. They were, they were the team that thought they were better than they were. And uh, now they have to restart all over again. Hundred percent. They were what I thought the Giants were going to be last year. A lot of people like, thought the Giants were going to be. Two, the two yeah. teams I was shorting hard were the Giants oh, and the Cardinals, and I was wrong on one of those. <laughs> I was also wrong on Seattle, but that was mostly Schadenfreude. Amur, Amur, how dare you, sir? You had Clayton Toon ranked above Max Duggan. Hundred percent. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the only other NFL news from this from this week is Nick Foles is now unemployed. That was that was sad. No longer. I mean, I mean, it's a bummer. He's a Nick Foles is like a a poor man's Kurt Warner where it's a great story. It just lasted a couple months rather than a couple years. Um, Yeah. Foles, every Colts fan knew this. He was doomed uh, starting in January when it became very clear. The Colts were pursuing a quarterback. Um, And then, and he was doomed because they seemed to like Ellinger for some reason. And then when they signed Gardner Minshew, it was like, oh, no, Ellinger's out too yeah. now. So it was – it was everybody knew it was going to be Minshew and whoever we drafted. So Ellinger's going to be a preseason cut as well, probably one of those late August cuts, final cut day probably. Um, so while I hope Foles all the best, that was hardly surprising when I saw that. Is Simon Bijan Robinson, is there any other, like, uh, rookie that was picked that you're like, okay, uh, buy, your, buy the fantasy stock now? Mm, that's a good Zay question. Flowers of Baltimore. I'm loving that location there because I think he's bringing an element to the Baltimore offense that they sort of lacked. He's going to be that sort of middle of the field sort of. He's a receiver, correct? Yes. No, no, that that was my point. That that they were lacking a receiver, like they don't believe. Well, they signed Odell, and obviously they have Rashad Bateman, who they drafted a couple years ago, and they have Devin Duvernay as a good speed threat. But Zay Flowers is a really good route technician, and he's going to work the middle of the field, which is something that. Mark Andrews is consistently doing, but now you have a smaller, speedier receiver to get the ball and actually get it and move on with it too. It's a good yards after the catch. So he's going to be a guy that I think you should be targeting later in your drafts for sure to add to your bench. This is a guy that I think should be a waiver target partially because I would be shocked if he went in any other than dynasty leagues, if he went in any other type of fantasy draft, uh, Rasheed Rice, the receiver out of SMU who was drafted by the Kansas city chiefs. I really think he could be a very good dark horse candidate because this guy was one of the most productive college football receivers at SMU. Chauncey Thaddeus, which by the way, sounds very weird because my middle name's Thaddeus. And every time someone says Thaddeus, I'm like, yeah. Um, So Chauncey, Thaddeus Ormer, over the past three years, 
Name one SMU quarterback. Kurt SMU quarterback. SMU? SMU, where Rasheed Rice went to school. Yeah, you got me. Wait, Paxton Lynch? No, he, he went, went to Memphis. Memphis. He went to Memphis. Damn it. That was, a, that was also like five years ago. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was like... I, he's, he's had enough time to like drop out of every football league in North America by now. Okay, uh, SMU, I got nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my whole point. Is he's been playing with nothing quarterbacks, but like I say, he's uh, put up crazy good production. That's why he went in the second round. So now imagine him with arguably the best quarterback in the NFL uh, you know, over the past 20 years. Yeah, I said. Not even arguably. Play. Um, and oh God, it's so nice to have support on the podcast for once. Um, and so, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I, I really do think I'm honestly surprised that Kansas City did not address receiver earlier, but I think when they did that, they clearly liked this guy for a reason. So it wouldn't shock me if he started blowing up. So honestly, if he has a good week one, you pick him up immediately if you need a receiver. Okay. Well, I'm in a dynasty draft right now, so I might get him. <laughs> you should. No, I think that's Jordan Addison day. landing in Minnesota. That's an excellent that's spot. I was thinking well. about that, but I'm like, also Kirk Cousins. Like, that's all. The, my only thing, like, outside of Justin Jefferson, I don't trust anybody on the Vikings, and it's not their fault. I do not. No, that's I, fair, but I think Jordan Addison, I think, is a little bit more. He's going to be a more dependable receiver than they had with KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen, surprisingly. Like, Adam Thielen was only a touchdown scorer last year. He wasn't getting you the yards. I even last in the past scored, two years. Yeah, past two years, I think that's safe to say, too. Yeah, but I think Addison is going to get you the yards, too. He's going to get you the receptions. He's going to take pressure off of Justin Jefferson. He has that type of talent. And we already brought him up, but Jackson Smith the Jigba in Seattle, he's going to get a lot of work, too. See, yeah. I actually disagree with you on that one. I'm not so sure. I'm I'm kind of scared to jump up when it comes fantasy wise. I th- I feel like Lock and Metcalf may bury him. It's well, possible. It? It's possible. No, they'll air it I'm out. Sorry. They'll air it out more because like I can. There's gonna be a world where like because Lockett gets hurt like every year. And, no, like, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like it, there, there's a world. Metcalf where, dealt like, with some injuries last year too. So like, I mean, two yeah, or three big possible. big games by him. So like okay, like that's that's where he's worth it. Like Duvernay mm-hmm. was kind of like that for me, where I would have him like every couple weeks. This is awesome, and then it's like nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's he's going to be very hot and cold. All right. Very true. Any, very true. Any other football things that I missed? That is no. I don't think so. I'm looking at my draft. I'm sorry. All right, quickly. Yeah, the, Do- <laughs> the Dodgers. Now I will. I will tell you one. One interesting oh, yeah. fancy. Another fancy rookie to look out for because I don't. I again. I just. I don't know how they're going to utilize him. Because mm-hmm. my notes on him was he's not really tight end. He's a glorified slot receiver. Sure. I'd be very interested to see. Dawson Knox better be watching out because Kincaid could Kincaid be a Buffalo real be weapon in this Buffalo offense. So I, okay. I could also see Kincaid doing nothing this year because <laughs> Knox I'm always him, so. wary with rookie tight ends because it's just for some reason the curve going from the college level to the NFL level is just a little bit steeper compared to other positions. And so I do love the fit of Kincaid and Buffalo, but just, yeah, that's the only thing that worries me. It's just the tight end position for rookies specifically has never really amounted to much. Also, I okay. feel like anytime we bring up Kincaid, Stephen Haglund's going to do like a Kool-Aid man thing, like bust through the wall <laughs> and be like, I'm for Utah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Moving on to baseball real quick. That's uh, the Padres. Um, when they were coming off a six-game win streak, they swept the Cardinals and they swept the Phillies. How, how dare you? Oh, he had to bring it up. He had to bring it up. Well, I'm just recapping their week. I wasn't rubbing it in. They just they they had two sweeps in a row. Now they're in they're in San Diego. Hopefully, they can actually rebound and win the series. They're in the world's vagina right now. They are in the world's vagina right now. Um, 
Well, they got Trace Thompson San back. Diego. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Trace um, Thompson's back. They just brought this dude from AAA up. I'm Gavin Stone. Sure oh, Gavin Stone. He's fucking out of there now. Wait, Gavin Stone? No, there's another one. Oh, who's the other one? played tonight. Oh. Fuck, what was his name? It was like something Struder, Shutter. Ooh, okay. I'll pull it up. But yeah, they brought somebody up from AAA today. And then I'm pretty sure they pushed Alex Stupid Vessia back down. Good. Because that fucking Gavin? Guy. Oh, yeah, Gavin's son played well the other night, huh? Yeah, he opened. Or See? he started last week. See, the farm guys are finally starting to pay off. We did it. I well, told you. Chauncey, I think part of the reason they also brought up Gavin Stone was because they're not confident in Noah Syndergaard to start against San Diego. Because I mean, he's been they terrible. Be? He's terrible so far since he side with LA. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Thor Love and Thunder has been very tough for the Daughters. I think he, he has an ERA above six, and it's just like he's not looking. Holy like crap, four. he's that bad. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, bad. And I, I knew he wasn't doing well, but I didn't think he was that bad. And LA yeah. specifically, I think they wanted to use more capable starters in this weekend series against San Diego in San Diego specifically because I think at home. They can obviously, I think, manage that a little bit with the home crowd, obviously. But just, yeah, with um, with them being on the road, San Diego is actually a pretty good environment for San Diego fans. Like, there's a lot of optimism there, right? Obviously, they won. Like Chauncey brought up earlier, they won that opening series in the playoffs against the Dodgers. So, a little bit of that sort of uh, trailing it to this season. And so, they needed their quality stars with Kershaw and Luis, uh, um, Julio Arias, excuse me, um, and Dustin May. And so I think those are the guys that they wanted in San Diego specifically this year. So that's why they called him Gavin Stone specifically because, like, I don't trust Stone City Car. <laughs> I don't either. Thor's, Thor's, ER, I don't know about Thor's ERA of uh, May 5th is 6.32. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> You're supposed to be a rehab project. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's legally it's, – he needs some rehab. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> like that. See that all the pictures from that 2015 Mets uh, World uh, World. Uh, Dude, yeah, World they fell out so fast. Matt Harvey just retired. Yeah, Matt Harvey retired. Um, what's what's his face is already on the IL in Texas. Oh, Degrom. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, Degrom. Degrom. I, So, for your listeners, I live in Dallas. That mm-hmm. man is public enemy number one right now. Like they are oh, very man. upset with him down here. Because I think well, the thing I, was is that he was dominating to start the season, and all of a sudden it's just what we've seen in the past handful of seasons that he just goes on the IL. It's very similar to we'll get to this a little bit later, obviously Chauncey, but Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least Anthony Davis has accomplished something. That's very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> no, um, well, thank you. We're pivoting to basketball. I promise I'll get to this really quickly. <laughs> the Lakers and Warriors are tied at oh, one. Surprise you do. Uh, that's all the Dodgers talk that we had. All right. Well, we, you know, we lived it. I, I try. I try right, to. We try to because we kind of live the live the Dodgers as, as the football segment goes, just because well, well, it's happening to be on. Real quick, can I just say I am so sick of Dodgers fans being like, "Why are we doing so badly? You're 19 and 14." Shut up! You're fine. Well, honestly, Pat, it's like they are not performing up to their abilities. We're not. You're do... 19 and 14. I don't care. You are still in the lead of your division. I understand they're underperforming. I do understand that. You're fine. You are 19 and 14. Look, still early do, in the season. Of I know, course. man. We do this. Every, I do this every year too. I try to like. Then you get to the summer. Like, well, we gotta we gotta make sure we're ahead of the, the Giants and the Padres because you just never know, and you just want to make sure you're right. And besides, we we gotta we gotta look good for Otani next year. <laughs> next year, yeah. I still think he's getting traded at the deadline. No, I don't think. I don't so. think so. It's gonna the season will end, and then we'll they'll see. trade him. We'll see. Uh, the angels, the angels are like holding on to hope that they can keep him because you know they can't part with Trout, and they need they need to do something. Like they're they're in a bad way, man. 
Like yeah. you're not out here. It's it's sad. Like they almost moved to fucking Diamond Bar last year or, or Long Beach. Oh really? Dude, their stadium's a hellhole. No one wants to go. Mm-hmm. The Angel Stadium is. Yeah, man. Like they let it get bad. Really? It looks so yeah. nice on TV. I always assumed it was a pretty nice stadium. No, like Can't I have a lot of. Can't we know a lot of people that will go to like Dodger Angels games and you'll say they're like, ugh, like what happened? Right? Yeah. All right, real quick. So emergency site can't be worse than Oakland. Emer. No, if that's there's not, not that's if not there's not a possum infestation, like if that's the bar it's we're one setting. What possum if we're, if we're, that we know of. <laughs> That if, if that if, if that's the bar we're setting, I think like literally every uh, other major league sports stadium clears well, that bar. They're actively trying easily. to be bad. They're trying to major league themselves to Vegas, so that doesn't count oh, easily. Easily. <laughs> no, yeah, the Angel Stadium. Like they haven't kept it up. Like Artie Moreno is not a good owner. Like he, he he almost sold the team, and like I don't think he got an offer he liked. So like, no, I'll keep it. We're fine. Like they're so they're he's sad. The, he's the, he's the Dan Snyder of uh, baseball then. Uh, I mean, uh, he seems like he's at least a little bit more on the level than Dan Snyder, but not by much. Like that. What, once again, we are setting the bar far too yeah, low. Bar so low <laughs> with Dan Snyder. Very low. I would say he's a little bit more on the Cardinals owner, maybe. <laughs> Where it's like uh, he's a piece of shit, but at least at least he's not under investigation by the Congress. Yeah, yeah. there you go. By like by a number of organizations. Yeah, exactly. At least there's that. <laughs> um, uh, NBA uh, Lakers and Warriors were tied at one apiece because Anthony Davis decided not to play last night. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun, and I thought I'd share this one. I was listening to the radio as I was driving into the office mm-hmm. today, and they had a text line for the radio, obviously. And sure. so somebody texted in, "Anthony Davis is like the ice cream machine at McDonald's." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That is gold. That's that perfect. is so accurate. I love it." I know it's it's fair. He dominated game one, uh, and then he's just like, ah, whatever. I'll be back. I'll be back. We'll be back for game three. It's fine. We got exactly. the one we needed. He'll show up when he comes back home. Exactly, so. and I expect the Warriors to lose game three. Game four, I have no idea. That's a crapshoot. Did you it's guys see be that quote? This series, I definitely anticipate the series going seven for sure because I think it's I just both teams. Are, <laughs> I hope not too, but just like I think both teams sort of are feeling each other out to start these first couple of games. Like you said, I think with the home uh, home court advantage, I think the Lakers will probably steal Game Three from the Warriors. Obviously, that bias there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Game Four, I think I could see something very similar happening where it's just like the Warriors will make their right adjustments yeah. and they'll come out and even the game series again, like and then it's really just going to go shit. the whole way. Like game four that- feels like a weird shit game. Yeah, it's gonna be like, very so like, like someone's gonna foul out, someone might get ejected, and then like it's like okay, I guess Hachimura saved the day. I don't know. <laughs> He's <laughs> or, been coming in clutch in the playoffs, honestly. I know, though. but it's gonna be one of those weird games where it's like LeBron doesn't quite have it, but then someone rando takes over, or for the Warriors, someone take random takes over. Well, it won't be Jordan Poole. We know that. Jeez. No, it won't be. I love Jordan Poole so much. Did you guys <laughs> see that? They should have signed and traded him after the finals. They like, should have. I, that, that contract, I knew that contract. You know what that contract reminded me of is when uh, the Heat signed Deion Waiters to a massive contract. Oh, like, Deion Waiters. Waiters. <laughs> I was like, you're, you're the like, I'll admit, though, some white side thing, I actually bought into that. I was like, okay, yeah, that's no, good. That was, that was, he was yeah, a head case. 
But yeah. no, Dion Waiters, the, the Heat signed him to a massive contract. I'm like, that is way too prisoner at the moment. That's a bad contract. I said the exact oh. same thing with Jordan Poole. I should, I, like, I should update. There's three minutes left, and the Suns are up uh, five points. Yeah, by the way, in, ca- in case anyone watching on YouTube is like, where are these like, colors flashing off Tad's face? I've been watching the game the entire time. Okay, just making sure. I, I'm just trying to keep uh, keep, uh, keep everything afloat. Anyway, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. The Suns are trying to avoid being swept, which I honestly thought they were going to be because they don't seem right. Yeah. Also, though, I think the Nuggets just have everything clicking. I think they have their complete roster that they had when they were in the bubble. And it's like the last couple of years, it was Jokic by himself. But now we're seeing Murray contribute. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. is contributing. Um, They're just playing on just, you know, at a different level. They look like they're ready to get to the finals, finally. I mean, we'll see what happens once we get to the conference finals. The Lakers or Warriors, we'll see about that. But just... This Nuggets team is really oh, showing oh, something oh. that we haven't seen the last handful of years. But Nuggets are down by five with three minutes left to go. I know. Two, one, then, they got the stupid sixers disappointed. Um, no, so real quick, you want to hear my comparison? Because I don't know if you guys saw this quote. I got a Bleacher Report alert about mm-hmm. this uh, earlier today where mm-hmm. LeBron was quoted saying, number three will hang in the uh, Raptors. I mean, what world are you living in? It's, where it's wrong, like, dude. no, you know, no, no. So here's my comparison, real quick. Is like, you know, you know, when you have a really good friend yeah. that has another good friend, and like uh-huh. you don't know, really know him that well, but you know your friend is really close with him, so you're like, okay, yeah, let's go out and stuff. And that friend sucks, and you're like, okay, like <laughs> I guess. And you're in, in like every time you go out after that, they're like, oh, can so and so come along? And you're like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, and they they keep trying to convince you that they're actually really cool. It's so, <laughs> that's like LeBron trying to convince Lakers that like Anthony Davis can actually help. I'm just like, no, 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 he's good. I swear. That's a little, that's that's a little rude because like Davis is. It's not a little rude. He never plays for them. Yeah, he does. Where was okay? Game one, he dominated. He's why they won game one. How many? When was the last time Anthony Davis played over 65 games? Well, that's not what we're doing here. This is the playoffs. I don't <laughs> care. Jake, he gets away with all this Give me more of those. That feels good. Chauncey doesn't have <laughs> <It's just>, no. <laughs> it's like, Andy, it. no, I'm not saying anything Davis is overrated or anything. I just think that, like, with it, all these injuries and all the sure. time missed that's, and stuff that's like that. It's baked in at this point. It's, it's, but that's my thing. Just because it's baked in yeah. doesn't mean yeah. you can, like, keep getting away with it. Like, we can't. David, like, Davis is of the mindset that he only, he only needs to play four good games a series. Right. And that's all, exactly. That's all that and yeah. he scores third. Sweet. What's my PTO? Exactly. Yeah, but he now he's a he's a nine to five guy. Like, like and I'm, so am I. So I'm being a huge hypocrite here. But I, like, understand, like, I know. Like, I, say, <laughs> I understand. I understand. I don't like it, but I understand. Um, and honestly, he'll probably play really well. Game three, <laughs> game four. It's very likely. Shaky. Yeah, game four will be shaky. It's very likely. Um, five, uh, five. I know they're. That's auto, that's an automatic Warriors win. And then six will probably will kill him. <laughs> like then, who knows? That's the thing. And then real quickly before I get to your Miami Heat, I will I just like to say the Philadelphia 76ers can go to hell. I'm very upset. Uh yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yep. Fuck Boston. They, yeah, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> that I think that's actually the motto for our show is fuck Boston. That's that yeah, might yeah. be No, I like great, it. I like great. it. Right there with you. Yep. Anyway, Miami <laughs> New York. Well, real, real quick, as a Miami Heat fan, can I just say that was the worst series ever is Philly Boston because it doesn't matter who wins. I hate you both. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, can, yeah. I just want Boston gone so I can be like, well, if the Lakers don't win, I don't. I'm fine with whoever wins. Like we're we're cool. Like it's, I can, I can breathe easy. See, you know? so as as a Miami Heat fan, it's funny though because it's like, who do I want to win more? Because I think we are more likely to beat Philly 
but at the same time, crushing Boston's hearts and souls but you don't want to risk again that. would be so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. It would be so know. sweet. It wouldn't play with that kind of fire. Exactly. I exactly. And that's the thing. We've already done it enough where I'm like, eh, I'd rather take Philly. Because, yeah, I think, like, Boston is, like, just primed to, like, stop this Miami run. Um, but, man, it's it's reached the point where I'm realistic. Miami's not going to win a title this year. Like, unless Jimmy you Butler. Tur- I, like, unless Jimmy Butler somehow turns into Superman. Is he okay, like, by the way? Uh, yeah. Well, so actually, I'm I'm actually very very happy with the is the rare good playoff loss in uh, game two because uh-huh. I I don't think we should have pushed him with the ankle. So Definitely we not. rested him, and then we basically got a week's long rest for him because they don't play again until tomorrow night. That's game three. Oh, they're tomorrow so, afternoon. They're early. Are they early? I thought they were like, like well. Okay, no, no, they're early for you guys. For me, that's evening. Oh, that's right. I know. So I was in oh. South Carolina two weeks ago, and like watching sports over there sucked. I hate oh, it. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst. It's the How worst. do you live, dude? You live? When Sunday night, when Sunday night football goes to overtime, I'm like, God damn it, dude, I'm like, No, I need to go to work tomorrow. At, yo, the hotel bar closed at ten thirty. Jeez, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like we're we're going, we're going live to, to San Francisco for war for Warriors Kings. It's like ah, last couple of you guys. Hold up the bar. Guys can't watch it here. <laughs> really? You can't just see the TV on? No. <laughs> no. Wow. Yeah, no. Just anyway. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But, West um, Coast, being a sports fan of the West Coast is way better than any other. It's so good. I didn't realize I'm going to have it. Last thing before we move on to superhero news, I just have to say RIP to the LA Kings for hockey. It was a fun run. Um, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, but ultimately they weren't fast enough for Edmonton, and I'm very sad. All right, uh, moving on. See, yeah, I, I, I made a mistake because <laughs> yeah. when I was looking at the outline, I saw Kings. I thought you were talking about the Sacramento Kings. No, yeah, like the. I, was, I thought the whole California thing. No, I, <laughs> dude, I, I, I barely know anything. I remember was giving me shit about this at the trade deadline because I only contact. Uh, you have to use context clues. It's L.A. Yeah, no, that's fair. All uh, right. I'm, I'm from St. Louis, and I can only name one Blues player. That's how casually I follow hockey. It's okay, and I'm very texting me. Follow hockey too, but I'm like the Kings are the playoffs. I legally have to cover them, and I and you know my father-in-law is a huge Kings fan. I'm casual, but I'm not diehard. Yeah, Makes no, sense. but here's the best part. So I, I could only name one Blues player. I'm mm-hmm. texting me. He goes, "Well, they just traded that one player," and instantly I knew what he was talking about. I was like, "They traded Jordan Zico." And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "God damn it!" And now I can't name a single Blues player. Nope. Can't All right. It. Oh, it's it's official. The sun the sun's won. Okay, that's that's a two one series. All right, on the superhero news. How are you a minute ahead of me? There's a minute three left in my game. Internet baby. Oh yeah, we got twenty eight three. Anyway, on the superhero news, brought to you by Dog Assassin. Dog Assassin. When you can't bring uh, can't uh, bring yourself to put your own dog down, call Dog Assassin. There should be a picture of me on that. Uh, anyway, we, don't, we used to have a sponsor, so now <laughs> I'm just throwing it. I'm making up SNL. I'm throwing an SNL sponsors. Oh, okay. um, I like it. Is, that, is, that, is next week van by uh, van down by river? No, you see, these are all sponsors that uh, would sponsor for unfrozen KFN lawyer. Ah. So like last week was the was the big fat bean. Why eat a whole can of beans? Did you eat one big bean? <laughs> oh, what was mine? Uh... Peter's plastic playthings. Yeah, it's, uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, anyway, anyway, very light week for superheroes, especially because I haven't seen Guardians three yet. That's tomorrow night. Tomorrow. So I'll be reviewing tomorrow after- it tomorrow afternoon for me. Okay, I was I thought you had seen it already. I'm like, damn it, you you're gonna spoil it for me. 
I was considering going to like a like directly from uh, so my school lets out four o'clock, and then I was considering like going like at five or six o'clock showing. The problem is I hate three D. I cannot stand watching movies in three D. I think it's the stupidest gimmick of the recent like movie industry. Uh, sure. And the and the earliest or the yeah the earliest showing like standard showing I could get was seven p.m. my time, and I yeah. wasn't quite sure like that would be cutting it a little too close. So I was yeah. like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just do a matinee on Saturday because, you know, it's just like, plus matinees are kind of fun. Like you can kind of watch a movie and still have the rest of your night to kind of do whatever you want to do. Sure. So, you go to movies by yourself, Ted? 100%. Going to movies yeah. by yourself is, is, is absolutely enjoyable. It's great. Oh, I love going to movies by yourself, especially because you always get that weird like row where like you have all the couples and like the family sitting. And there's right, that right, one right, really right. good seat that's, you know, not taken because it's just one. That, I live for that, baby. That's my sweet spot right there. I know, dude. I, I like going to movies by myself uh, when I can. Um, so it's it's nice. Like I get that's and, how I got experienced Avatar because my wife didn't want to go. And well, and that's the best part is because like I I always really hate that feeling whenever I go on a movie date and I'm just like, oh man, did this other person like it? Was this a bad experience? Like well, my best we're, we're simpatico, but this Avatar was a no go. I'm like, she was out of town, so I'm like, cool. I'm doing it 3D. No. Yeah. No, this is a great story. So I'll tell it really quickly. Is uh, one of my best friends. Uh, Ted and quickly. A, those don't go together. I will go quickly as long as you stop interrupting <laughs> me. But uh, one of my best <laughs> friends uh, and I were really hyped for The Lighthouse. And I, I wasn't really that hyped for Lighthouse, but uh, that was just after Pat, Pattinson was announced as the Batman. Mm-hmm. And I, I was not, I was one of those guys being like, what the hell? Edward Cullen is Batman. And my friend was like, no, you need to no, see that. You see that? I, you haven't seen Good Time. That was myself. No, I haven't. No. And that was what my friend was saying. He's like, you haven't seen any of his other stuff. I was like, no, I haven't. So he was like, let's go see Lighthouse in the theater. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went to go see Lighthouse. I loved it. Lighthouse was mm-hmm. fantastic. Absolute Fuck. robbery of an Oscars nomination. Like they didn't even, mm-hmm. I don't think they, I think they were nominated for one Oscar and they didn't even cinematography. Yeah, and did they win it? I don't think they even no. won it. Yeah, it should no. have been nominated for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, but whatever. So as we're walking out of the theater, my friend kind of looks over very nervously. He was like, so what'd you think? And I was just like, dude, I loved it. And you just could see him be like, oh, thank God. Because it's just like, that's the worst is when you bring, when you drag someone to the movies and they hate the movie, you just feel like an asshole. Oh, and oh, when yeah, you go to the cool. movies alone, you don't need to worry about that. All right. Anyway, so we'll talk. I'll talk Guardians next week because uh, Thaddeus won't see it until it's on Disney Plus. Um, well, yeah, you know, so talk, talk to you in that. about, talk to you about that. six months. And I'm okay with getting. I'm okay with spoilers. I really don't give a shit. Anyway, the only two, the only two big things we had was we had more Fantastic Four casting rumors. Um, like last Margot week, Robbie. Yeah, allegedly. Is it Robbie? Robbie? Can we settle this debate? It's Margaret Robbie. Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. Is it Robbie? Okay. Allegedly, she's up for Sue Storm uh, alongside allegedly Adam Drivers, Reed Richards. I don't know if I believe. It. I mean, we're going to get into it later, but we might not have any ca- casting traction on that for a while. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't know. She'd be good at it. I mean, why not? Emery, you want to take it? I think, you know, obviously she's played, you know, Harley Quinn in the DC universe, obviously. And she's a great actress, obviously. She's playing Barbie, obviously, in that like, same name movie, obviously, right? Um, I think for me, it's just like, I, I think this is an opportunity where they could have gone a little bit more unknown. I feel like they're going for the name more than just like, you know, trying to find an accurate for the character of Sue Storm. That's just my opinion, though. 
Driver, I once again, it's like I he's a great actor too, but just like I can't picture him as Reed Richards. Like I mean, just based on everything that I sort of know about Reed well, Richards. Well, the Reed Richards say what? Because like they've it's the uh, like the the dick like the know it all the know it all jackass Reed Richards. Sure. Yeah, because they're not going to do the origin story. They've already said that it's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit after all that stuff. So it's like depending on where they take the story, I think well, he could be a good fit. But was like, that in the nineteen sixties? Okay, yeah. Has that so, been confirmed though? Because I, I, yeah, I saw that as a rumor. It, but has they've that been, been that for a long time. Like they're like the beat, they seem like the Beatles, and then they get shuffled into our time. Yeah, I saw a lot of stuff where like, and, and that's why I was actually kind of excited for Quantum Mania. Is there were a lot of rumors that like maybe that's why they've been gone? Is they like read fucked up and they were like stuck in the mm-hmm. you know quantum zone? But I was going to happen because then they, they wouldn't have they would have had to cast it. Well, but they, they were going to, like, hint at it or something. I'm like, okay. oh, there's this group that's, like, you know, messing around out in the outskirts mm. or something like that. And people would be like, oh, my God. There's I'm no, there's no torture or thing castings, though. Yeah, there's no room. There was a Mila Kunis room where she's like, no, I don't know where that came from. That's weird. Well, do you I'm see actually curious like, about your sorry. guys' thoughts on this one because they're saying that the thing – they're looking at both no, male that's been, and that's been female actors. That's been disproven. Uh, they're going to go. They're going to go with like a, a someone who's like, looks like a Ben Grimm, but I don't know. So, so the the whole female thing was like a mix up of rumors because remember I saw that as well, and there were like two or three days where I was like kind of like kicking that around my head, like, do I like this? Do I like not, not like this? I would have minded it. I think he works better as a male character, but like if they yeah. went female, I think that could have been an interesting take sure. uh, compared to some people on Twitter where you bring out Twitter, but oh, like, yeah. Ooh, man, that got toxic <laughs> for a bit. Um, <laughs> but apparently the mix up was that like, yes, with the Mila, it was like this weird mix, like twist of like the Mila Kunis rumors combined with the thing rumors, because it, like the Mila Kunis rumors came out at the same time. The Roby or Robbie uh, rumors came out. So people were like, well, if they're both going to be in it, who is Mila Kunis play? And then all of a sudden, came, like, people just started theorizing yeah. that she was going to be she-thing. Right, right, right. Um, and then it's gonna be, that's been, like, rumor is also going to be Galacticus and not Doctor Doom yet, because doc- they're saving Doctor Doom. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I saw it's going to be Doctor Doom Antonio be the... as Galactus. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he should be, he's supposed to be their next, like, big bad, like, beyond Kang. Right, and, right, right. And that might him, happen. Him being more. Galactus or him being Doom? No, Doom. Yeah, I think Doom should be the next big bad. Like they want Doom to be like their their huge their huge one. Like after they after they get rid of Kang, it's like it's the Doctor Doom show. But yeah, we might get, we might be a little bit done with Kang sooner than later. Um, um, no, I think they'll recast him. <laughs> worst worst case scenario. But um, and the yeah. other thing is, oh, Spider Verse. The update on that one, they released the running time, and it's going to be the longest uh, animated feature in history right. at two twenty. I'm all for it. I am all yeah. for it. <laughs> and it's a part one. That's the thing. I'm like, it's a and it's a part one. Because the part oh, I two, didn't hear that actually. Yeah, well, oh, you didn't know it was a part one when they no. first announced. It was yeah. So wait, is it gonna like leave? So are they gonna leave us on a cliffhanger then? Probably. Yeah. Most likely. Interesting. Yeah. Like no, Mission Impossible is the same. It's Mission Impossible doing the same thing. Uh, speaking of Mission Impossible, by the way, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Can you not yeah. do better than that, writers? Like, come on. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> they're reckoning the dead, but they're going mean, to give I you a little bit to go with part two. It's like they're kind of rising out of the grave and then the they credits dropped, They dropped the part one, though. They just, they're just calling it the Dead Reckoning. Okay, good. So they does that mean part two is going like, to have a different title? Is it like an Infinity one. War Endgame type thing where it's like... I don't know. Because like Fast that's what X they should tech, do. Fast X is technically part one as well. Yeah, and that's also a stupid title. Well, also, no, can we just not? say, speaking of Fast X, by the way, sorry to like keep going down this weird past. I always do this with Chauncey. But... 
Fast X, the tagline for that movie is, the end of the road begins here. What's your point? That is an absolutely horrific tagline. What is well, your it's point? just like Chauncey said. It's like technically the part one to part two. So it's like... Oh, I it's- know, but the end of the road begins here. Like, come on. Like, the end starts I, I, I now failed, or something look, like that. Like, I fail to see the problem here, Ted. The end starts here is I heard redundant. You. It's 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 repetitive. I heard you. I, heard you. A, but I don't... It, well, and you know what? Trying you're, you're trying to argue and debate a fast in the period. I was just about to say, you know my first problem is I'm trying to apply good logic to the Fast and the Furious. Exactly. I love Why are you doing that? Furious Why are you doing that? I love the Fast and Furious franchise. I, you know what? I bet you they did that on purpose. They're like, this is yeah, a terrible no tagline. They, They're going to eat this up. They, they, know, they know who their people are. They don't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, were, I yeah, know their people. You, you can bet, you can bet your ass I'll be there opening night. by myself. Or, or Justin, but I, I maybe, maybe Justin. Maybe. Now, now, I will say this. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie sober, and that definitely helps. Oh, boo. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, no, but I, I enjoy, I, look, I enjoy them. They're, they're, they're not great. The, the quality's been diminishing, but I'm very curious to see what their big, um, what their big Avengers Infinity War is going to be. It sounds like it was a good waste of time. I feel I like mean, Dom's going to die. I feel like they're going to no. kill Dom somehow. Yeah. Not yet, but I do. I I am curious though, because like they haven't fil- started eleven yet, and they can't for a while. Why is that? Because we're on strike. They're, they're on, oh they're, shit! Yeah, yeah. Really? Somebody like, read the outline. They, they were going to start filming Blade uh, later this month. Another. I just saw that a couple hours ago. That Blade got shut down. I was like, damn, especially because they already shut it down because of. The, I know they. The, they were the just script about, appa- the script were, apparently sucks. So they were like shut it, which they were one, They were one step away, and then they couldn't. Then they couldn't get the, the negotiations fell apart, and nothing's going to be going for a while. Mahershala Ali is going to be like 60 years old by the time he plays Blade for the second time. I know. <laughs> well, once they get the first one, then the first one out of the way, then you're good to go. Now that the infrastructure's in place. <laughs> I feel like Blade's going to be one of those characters that gets like one solo movie. I feel like he's going to be kind of like Scarlet Witch, where like he doesn't really have his own like solo projects like that many, but he's just going to drop in like everywhere. I mean, oh, yeah. it depends on if they want to set up uh, what should we call What's his group called? Midnight Suns. Uh, uh, thank you, Midnight Suns. There Ooh. we go. Look at you. See, my my mom told me when I was reading comic books when I was twelve that that knowledge would never pay off. I know. She, she yeah, right. they, yeah, they want to set oh, up yeah, Midnight. It paid off great well. right now. <laughs> I I think you might be right. It'd be like one Blade movie, and then there's going to be a lot of like whatever Blade their Blade Two would be. It'd just be a Midnight Suns movie, and they're going to do like a weird like kind of like not comic accurate midnight suns where it's gonna be um not swamp thing that's dc man thing um who was in the halloween special which i loved by the way very um, good what? man thing you didn't like it i never saw it i was just fucking <laughs> oh, okay man, <laughs> man, man thing blade uh black knight kit harrington's Midnight. character from uh internals i Midnight. there have been rumors they've been trying to get ghost rider up and running again Ooh. and well, uh they're going to start filming Deadpool 3, too, this week. Uh, uh, well, that was going to be my fifth character. I think, like, someone random, like, Deadpool, or eventually when they cast a new Wolverine, like, he's, that's, they, they always have, like, some mercenary or, like, some, like, normal-ish character on that team. So, I think they have their four kind of mythical characters. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, either Deadpool or Wolverine's going to ground it. 
Well, no, again, not all that's on pause, which I think, honestly, Marvel kind of still wants, because, like, they, they didn't have anything ready to go until next May for the Thunderbolts. Like, they, they have the Marvels in November. We don't know when Loki Season 2 is happening. We know Secret Innovations in June. I thought they announced that Loki was dropping in uh, August. I thought they said. Uh, they did, but now they they haven't they haven't like they've soft pedaled it because of because um, there's a lot of Kang in it and they uh, they're trying oh, to Oh shit! I didn't even think yeah. about that. Anyway. Yeah. Damn it, Jonathan Majors. Because that's the, I know because that's the that's the ta- that's the last tag on Quantumania from what I from what I heard is yeah. that oh you haven't yeah. seen it yet. no I haven't it, it's on Disney Plus next week Chauncey, you want me to spoil it for you. I already know because like yeah, they go, they're back in like the twenties, and it's like, oh, that's the guy, and like yeah. it's Kang. Yeah, yeah. So Loki's like really scared, and Owen Wilson's like, I thought you say he was scary. That's my terrible. Wow. 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 I feel like everybody can do the wow. It's the everything Maybe. after that. That's from wow. Um, but he goes, wow. I thought you say he was scary. Um, and Loki's legitimately terrified, which is a very cool tag. But the other interesting one, this is kind of the problem with it, is they were clearly gearing up to introduce like all these kangs which because mm-hmm. there's like a coliseum scene where like yeah, a thousand yeah. kangs pop up and it was like as soon as i saw that tag i was like oh this is why you cast jonathan majors because he can mm-hmm. play like a thousand different characters very well yeah now that that might be done i'm like oh shit, i don't know who you get to do that yeah that was a short-lived yeah. dynasty well it's very unfortunate too because i think like the perfect comparison for him if you want to like very little you know mm-hmm. question marks and stuff would have been michael b jordan well, unfortunately, you already used him, so it's like I mean, oh, shit. Like, you could pivot to like yeah, you have tool of Dean or the dude from that Chevalier movie. I forget his name, but like I don't know, like. <sighs> but anyway, I think, yeah, I think that's been Kevin fighting you for the last like month and a half, which is like <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is also Kevin. Good for what are we doing? I don't know. Leave me alone. Now he's not going to be spread so thin. So maybe like you know, because like Guardians is already going to shift the narrative because it's gonna it's opening up. It's going to be opening above what they projected it. And then if Secret Evasion's good and the Marvels is like fun and performs well, then it's like cool. Like see the ships written right in. Like Quantumania was a rock bottom. Like okay, we're good now. And then See, the Thunderbolts. I think we actually talked about this last time we were on the show. I, is uh, Quantum Manium or Manium? Uh, Quantum Mania wasn't that bad. I think I think they got nailed by negative press and like that kind of killed them. It, it was like it was just a lot of like we've been waiting to write this piece for a long time now, and now we have an excuse to do it. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Like, I think it was also were... the victim of hype and like fan theories. Is there were yeah. so many fan theories that went yeah, nothing that I think hurt it for pissed. sure. So like that, yeah. that's it's kind of like Wandavision. Well, Wandavision and Multiverse Wanda of Madness was fucking garbage. Oh, whoa, whoa! All right, that whoa. is going. He doesn't like any of the TV shows. <laughs> They're fucking garbage. Well, a lot of the TV shows have been misses. I love the Falcon. The Falcon is what what like growing up. Really? Like, that's what the fuck is wrong with you? That's the whoa, 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 whoa! Stop! Hold on, Falcon. Falcon the character, not okay. Falcon the TV show, okay. is growing up. The Falcon was one of my favorite characters, okay. and even I, like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a disjointed Actually, mess." Well, I jumped on that. My bad. You, <laughs> you, wait. Well, you like. You, Holy you, shit! Like, you were like quick on the draw on that one. My god. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the show I got through what like four seasons or something. No, this is Shield. Oh, She-Hulk. I yeah, like that, that one. Fine. Yeah, yeah she-Hulk, 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 She-Hulk was good. But that's all they most of them were like, they were fine. Miss Marvel was fine. Uh, and that's sort of the fine. problem. Like, I don't know. I like, loved Moon Knight. Moon Knight was fantastic. Moon Knight, I, I really liked. But the problem was Moon Knight's finale. I was like, really, we're doing this again? 
Like, like well, I was just like, yeah. all right, like, but no, Moon Knight leading up to that, all oh, that mother's funeral, spoiler alert, uh, episode was like, oh, that was so good. Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac, he better stick around the MCU because that was like the perfect casting. I think he will. Like, you know, he, he likes money. We all do. Yeah, I mean, as most of us do. But, um, money fight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, overall with MCU, I'm glad they kind of like took a hint from the Quantumania fallout. It was like, okay, we need to pause everything, kind of readjust. I think that was a very smart move. It sucks as a fan because uh, now mm-hmm. I have to wait longer for everything. But I think, like, that it's means probably better content. Exactly. And from everything I've been, that, yeah. for everything I've been reading, Guardians 3 is really good. Um, and we were texting, you know, Chauncey and Murr and I were texting last night and I was like, well, Guardians 3 is apparently the best movie since No Way Home. Um, cause I was not a big fan of Black Panther 2. I thought it was fine. I like the God of Clever a lot. I thought I like it was a lot okay. of it. I, I, I also can't, I, and not to get, you know, political and stupid, this is a pol- political thing at all, but it's very mm-hmm. hard for me to differentiate the, the, the performer from the role of the Shuri actress with everything oh, she did fine. to the production with the anti-vaxxing stuff. It was an impossible situation. It wasn't impossible. Take the shot. No, 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 no. What I mean, my my point is like that, that movie's kind of a miracle that they were able to pull that off. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. I I know where people had issues with it, like a lot, like too much Ironheart, I I would say, and too much Thunderbolt stuff. But other than that, like I was, I, I thought it was a really strong movie. I thought so too, especially like you said. I mean, the fact that Coogler said he was almost done writing the movie when yeah. Bozeman died, yeah. and like, oh, could you imagine as a writer just being like, oh fuck, that's the t- um, that's And so, like, I thought, and plus, I, I mean, just the the balls on them. Because what I thought they would do is just kind of ignore it, be like, oh, Charles said that's they couldn't a shame. Ignore it. Like they it's full hard on him. That, yeah. Like I remember being in theaters and that opening scene hit where he's dying and I was like, Oh my lord. I was like, I did not think you were gonna like take it like oh, this head on. They had and to I was do. like, but like then like when he died, like the heartbeat hits and they like cut to the title, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, I'm down for this. And like again, it was just most of my complaints are about the actress of Shuri, not really the movie itself. Well, you know. I th- yeah, I I think the third the the whole like submarine battle, I was like, eh. Um, it's just thinking you figure out the third act. Stop with the CGI battles. Like, come up with something. I, know. I don't know. That's it, it, much easier said than done. But like, we've had 15 years of this now. Stop with the CGI massive oh. arm, like two faceless armies going against each other. Yes. It was great, and that's why I was. I loved Endgame because I was like, this is the faceless armies battle to end all faceless. I loved Endgame's final battle, I but I was like, this better be it. Unfortunately, oh, only, I, like, yeah, let's keep going I forgot that. the only it's other thing like, they have in the fall TV wise is the 97 X Men show. So is that still coming out in the fall? Because I heard they pushed that yeah. back as well. No, okay. no, no. That's that's still fine because that's not affective anything. Because it's a, it's it's a cartoon. Like cool. I'm very excited for that. I love how they're leaning into. Have you guys noticed they've leaned into the theme again? So they yeah. had a theme play during Multiverse of Madness when uh, and Ms. Marvel. Uh, Professor X and, and Miss Marvel, Marvel when they were like, "You're a mutant," and I was like, "They played that theme." That was the most unexpected one because I was kind of like I wasn't expecting it with Multiverse of Madness, but also was like, "Oh my god, that was so unexpected!" Because everybody knew Professor X was going to show up because they right, showed right, the right. goddamn trailers. Uh, but the Miss Marvel one, I was like, "That's cool." I was like, that, yeah. "That was a nice little touch." Um, I'm trying to think. There's so yeah, there was no other. There was nothing else because there was no new trailers, no new rumors. Uh, like, well, real quick, I want, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Born again with Punisher's coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix, Netflix may be in continuity. Um, um, I'm a massive Daredevil fan. I've been a massive Daredevil fan since I started first reading comments, uh, comics. 
uh, three of the first comic book characters I ever read was uh, Captain America, which is mm-hmm. why my cat is currently named Cap. Um, Silver Surfer, so I'm a big Silver Surfer fan, and Daredevil. So those okay. were like probably my three biggest comic book things. And oh. I remember Amir saw No Way Home before I did. And because uh, uh, he, I think he saw it the night before I did. And uh, yeah. I straight up texted him because I saw the leaks and stuff. And I texted him like, is Daredevil in this movie? And everyone's like, I'm not telling you this. I'm like, I don't care if it's a spoiler. <laughs> Tell me if he's in the movie. And everybody goes, you're going to be very happy. And then all caps, he goes, he's in it. And like, I legitimately like fist bumped when I got that text message. Because I was like, yeah, Matt Murdock is fucking back. So it's one of the few times I, I saw Marvel movie before you. <laughs> they're yeah, they're filming it right now, actually. I'm not sure yeah. if they have if they had a pause or not. So I know a lot of the like Netflix fans are being very upset because apparently it's not going to be as gory. Uh, oh, there's a new okay. love interest. Karen Page is not coming back. But like, honestly, first off, Daredevil in the comics, while a violent character, was never like about the gore or about the violence. That was never really his thing. Um, if he is about the violence, it's not like they showed it. So sure. like, I think that was like a Netflix kind of cloud. Of yeah. <laughs> also, Karen Page sucked. I- I'll say it. I did not like Karen Page, so I'm happy she's gone. Whatever. Uh, uh, so I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts oh, on, uh, awesome. on the board again. Um, I'm into no, I'm into it. Like it's going to be an 18 episode season, which is what I wanted. Like that's what I want more of their what I would have wanted more of their shows to be, so you can have stuff air out a little bit. Yeah. So you're not just rushing because that's their problem. Is like yeah, the last two episodes, everything goes down. You're like, hold on. Yeah, I know. You're like, I want to breathe. Like Miss Marvel, like they let stuff breathe for a while, then they had like, oh crap, we only have six episodes. Like that was the uh, that she helped too. That whole that whole side story of like the ancestors and the weird Egyptian like, people it would have worked if they, had, if they had it like two extra episodes that would have been fine you yeah. know yeah like same thing with shield i'm like that i wanted that to be like a case of the week like for 12 like for 10, like 10 or 12 episodes but the, you only get six like that's been that's been my that's been, she was it, though, I thought. uh oh no it's it nine, nine. It's nine, nine but i'm like i could have i could have done like you know 12 to 12 15 18 of it because that way you could have more cases yeah. and stuff can breathe more like that's now, been the i will God. say this the the marketing team failed she hulk because mm. they ne- they never should have done the daredevil reveal in the previews i know they I, done I, I, think, I think they were kind of like i hit that wall even i hit that wall where i was like oh there's another episode without daredevil okay I know. Uh, so I, specifically, specifically, the wedding episode. The wedding I get episode. Why they did it. I'm done with this. I get why they did it, but yeah, you're right. They should have. They should have just held that. Because if they it, held it, I would have loved Shield. Well, but it was like I even texted Murder after the wedding episode. Mistake. Hawkeye made the same mistake. With which reveal? Um, well, it should never came out. It was they, they didn't reveal uh, Kingpin. The Kingpin thing was no, well. Kept. They didn't reveal. No, but like there was something else where there was like where everyone was kind of like waiting for it. I don't know. I forget what I it was. That. I feel like yeah, people thought Daredevil might show up in that. I mean, Hawkeye wasn't like great to begin was with. Was it Belova? You don't know Belova? That was it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That was exactly it. Yep. What did he play? What oh, character? Uh, you're counting down for Yelena. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they teased that in Black Widow, though, so I was like, well, okay, she's probably going to show up. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what we're going to put. No, that's exactly. <laughs> good call, her. No, that's exactly what it was. No, oh, yeah, she was, um, she was great in that show, though. Like the the elevator good. scene with her and Kate, mm-hmm. I love that. Where they're like the whole interactions between the yeah, two of them. They get in the elevator aspect, and yeah. they're just like, "You're really good at this." Yeah, you you are too. And then they like keep fighting once it opens. Like that was so well done. Yeah, um, but are you guys excited for Secret Invasion? 
of course. Yes. I think that the tone from all the trailers and stuff I've seen, this feels like it's finally uh, something. Because, again, I think the problem with the shows is they, they start feeling all the same. That's why I actually like She-Hulk is because did all of She-Hulk swings work, in my opinion? No. Most of them did. Like Daredevil walking down, like doing the, the what, what's it called? Walk of um, Shame. Walk of Shame. Thank you. The Walk of Shame. I thought that was hilarious. People on Twitter yeah. were freaking out about it. I thought that was fucking great. But yeah. like, well, him showing up at the at the at the uh, cookout, I'm like, he's just that was great cool. too. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. like I, I thought the whole like her like swinging like across the Disney Plus thing, I didn't really dig that. But I like took a that. Sw- I, but she held exactly, though. That's but the exactly. Are. You you took a swing, so I appreciated them taking a swing, and just especially her like. And the part I did like was the fact that Kevin was like computer, and her be yeah. like, "Where's the X Men going to show up?" Like that was yeah. hilarious. And they were actually um, at the Marvel offices. Yeah, because up to that, it's I felt like we were, they, they were hitting, like, a, a rut where it was, like, a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, take some swings. Take yeah, some swings. Yeah, like, we I don't love need it. to have the third act. We don't need this. That's what I yeah. like. Yep. So, like, yeah, I, feel, I feel like this is them taking a swing of, like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go super serious and, we're like, very little combat. Because, like, that's one thing I've noticed in the commercials. There have been mm-hmm. no quips. I'm not yeah. one of those guys that's like Marvel's too quippy, but well, like the fact totally that they are trying to give with it too is like it's supposed to be more of like a thriller, like noir. It reminds type me of Winter of Soldier, series. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like Winter I think Soldier. you can't be too comical in those types of movies then too. Like maybe every so often, but just like yeah, I do like that they're mixing it up. It's not the same thing that we've seen the cookie cutter that we've seen so many times before. Yeah, right. exactly. So I, they're they're going for a swing here, and I I think it's gonna work out. Uh, I do think Ben Mendelsohn's gonna die though, which is gonna be a bummer. That's fine. And then that's um, not fine. How dare you? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if that's gonna be your bit, like, okay, like I see what I, that, that. Yeah, no, sense. that's a character that's, that's like, like, oh, I liked him, but okay. Ben Mendelsohn needs the head sc- the scroll from Captain Marvel. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Oh Talos. yeah, I only saw that one. Tar- Taros, Taros, Talos, Talos, Talos. Damn it! He's drinking, drinking the slushy. Oh yeah, I remember. I just it was one of the. I only saw it once. I didn't it really. Yeah, stand I will. Up. I will say I've seen rumors that Quake's gonna show up. I never watched Agents of. Well, I shouldn't say never. I watched like half of season one of Agents of Shield, so I'm not a big Agents of Shield guy. Yeah. And so okay. like Quake's return, I'm not. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm, I don't Is it gonna be the same actress? Do you know? Apparently, from the rumors no. I've read, yes, she's yeah. back. Okay. Uh, she's that... gonna look a lot older. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your face from Agents of Shield showed up on Dave last week and was like, "Oh hey, wait, which one? Oh wait, last week's Dave. Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I was I like, it. I was like, Ali, she looks familiar. It's like, yeah, Agents of Shield. I'm like, oh yeah. Anyway, um, that was superhero news brought to you by the Super Happy Fun Ball. Super Happy Fun Ball still uh, still legal in 18 states. <laughs> right. Missouri being one of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we had two trailers this week. We had uh, Gran Turismo, uh, directed by Neil Blomkamp, which I find hilarious. But anyway, um, do you remember, do you, anybody remember Neil Blomkamp? No, I, not really. Let me look him up. Yeah. Hold on, I have. So, no, wait, wait, wait. So that doesn't he, help if you look him up. No, no, no. Hold he on. lit the world. No, he lit the world on fire in two thousand nine with District Nine. Mm. And then he got, ah. Okay, so he's like a, he, okay, he's a one trick pony. I'm looking at his filmography right two, now. Ma- two major thank, blank che- he had two, you, he had two major blank checks that didn't man. that didn't quite work. Elysium, which I mostly was okay with, and then Chappie, which that was fine. Was Chappie? I never saw Chappie. Was Chappie okay? I never saw that. Bad, that was Chappie the one with Hugh Jackman? <laughs> bad, that was yeah. the that was the one where you taught him to be a boxer, right? Chappie, yeah. your yeah. mileage may vary depending on how much you like Die Antwerp. 
And if you're not a Diane Twerp person, then uh, Chappie is not for you. And I am not a Diane Twerp person, apparently. Given, given this guy's aesthetic, you know what movie I'm surprised he didn't direct is uh, uh, Battle L.A. Because Battle L.A. had a very like similar you know, aesthetic. Battle to all those L.A. Movies. Well, for me, Battle L.A. was one of those where it's like it was like I forgot the guy's name, but he like directed the first Ninja Turtles movie, the Michael Bay one. But it was like mm. it, he directed it well because like the battle scenes were cool, and the, but everything else was terrible. Battle of L.A. Like yeah, the character All development right. sucks, but the, like you know yeah, what? Hey, I, I want, yeah, good it, battle. Yeah, it gave you what you wanted. I walked out. I, I will never forget me. I was in high school at the time when it came out, and uh, me and all my friends went to go see it. Yeah, sorry, no, I hate myself. But uh, me and all my friends went to go see it, and uh, we were walking out. I just looked at all my friends. I was like, "That was Call of Duty the movie." It was actually that's fine. all it was. It was no, but it was actively fine. It, it, it hit a little bit above its weight class, just a little bit. Anyway, anyway, uh, Blomkamp had been trying to make an alien movie forever, and uh, no one wanted to do it because uh, he was no longer viable. So he, now he's doing Gran Turismo, uh, and to their credit, they put him in the credits. I was like, hey, they actually mentioned Neil Blomkamp's doing this. I thought it was going to be an anonymous uh, IP job. <laughs> what did you think of the trailer? That was For fine. me, I feel like it kind of ruined the movie. Like, I think it told everything in the movie. It's like, why do I need well, to see the movie now? <laughs> like, I think they obviously revealed it all there. It's it, it's basically an 11 die by the car scenes, which I'm like, that's this is Blomkamp's, like, get out of director jail card, if it works. Mm. Like, that's sort of, like, if the car scenes are good, then I guess. Is this a new Fast and Furious? No. I, was just about, I was just about to bring that up. The timing of this movie is not suspect, because I think this is just good timing by the studio. Is I feel like they recognize that okay, Fast is at least because Fast and Furious is going going to come back, but I feel like they're going to take like a five to ten year break. Oh, um, actually, yeah. yeah, so and of course that's the entire reason Dom has a son now. Is like that's going to be the reboot of Fast and Furious is Dom's sure. son coming back. Um, Young, but Toretto. I feel like this is yeah, this is their Brian Toretto. How dare you, sir? Um, I just said young. You I just said young, young Toretto. Oh, young Toretto. I thought you said Dom Toretto. No, young uh, Toretto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian Toretto. Toretto. But um, <laughs> I feel like this is the studio be like, we're gonna take over. Like we, we're gonna we're gonna hook up to this. See, I don't and know so if I, I feel that way because the trailer, like, I mean, this movie is based off of a true story, and so the thing sure. that I always hated. Yeah, I know. You can lose lose terms, obviously. Basis, we're doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> but I do like the fact that they're sort of going in that direction as opposed to like other video game movies where they Paper sort of speed? like <laughs> where they're sort of making a story where there wasn't one, right? Because it's like these racing Need games, they don't have a story. You just race. So it's like right. at least there's like sub semblance that they're sort of taking a story from. So it's like I like that aspect. But yeah, like I said, I watched the entire trailer and I was just like, You told me what the movie is. I don't need to see the movie now. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to see a GTA movie, is what you're telling me. No, I think GTA, GTA there's more of a story to it, though, right? You're actually doing stuff in the game, whereas like GTA's Grand Turismo, you're beating up Forza, you're, all game. you're doing is racing. All you're doing is racing. So it's just like there's no story, right? So it's like oh. how do you create a story from that? I'm more That's excited about Twisted Metal. That's why it's an August movie. It's like, can this just be like a hey? That's like, true. August movie is for like the big dumb bu- uh, blockbusters. Isn't that when it's... Rampage came out? And Rampage no, is pretty No, well. Rampage is an April movie. I'm trying to think. There was some I like did, rock movie that came out in August like, that did incredibly well. Oh, that low. would be no skyscraper was late July. Mm, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's in that it's in that ballpark. Are you sure it's like, not San Andreas? No, that was a May. San Andreas was great. I love San Andreas. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. San Andreas was a good no. disaster movie. But um <laughs> no, like but yeah, August is usually like the we're putting like, this isn't stuff that we knew could compete with like 
the Junes and Julys of the world. Like Blue Beetle, I think. Like, but usually, like the but Blue, Guardians, yeah, like great. Guardians, like changed the narrative with August though, because they were an August movie and they ended up being a massive hit. Yeah. So like everyone's kind of trying it now. So like Blue Beetle might be a hit in August. Need uh, Gran Turismo might. Because there's nothing really else. Bro, do you well, it was, it's funny you should say that because at my friend's birthday dinner after the draft, uh, he was mm-hmm. asking, he's like, what big movies are coming out this summer? And I pulled up a calendar and we're kind of going through it. Honestly, this is kind of a weak summer. So, like, I disagree. Some of the, okay. So why do you disagree? What? what yeah, I know. Right? All right, all right John, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> top okay. four grossing movies of the summer. Go. Top four? Top four. Okay. Top five. Yeah. Oh, so in some order, your top five is going to be Mission Impossible. Yep. Uh, Guardians. Yep. Um, Barbie. Okay. No, I guarantee you, that's gonna. I think it's gonna play like gangbusters. I just. I think if it doesn't, 100%. if what if if they're if the swing they're going for misses, I could see it tanking after the first weekend. We'll see if if it if it's as good as if it's as good as I think it's going to be, then it'll be in the it'll. Be I the hope top it's top. good. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not cheering against um, it because it looks. It looks really weird, and I'm down for it. But if it doesn't work, I don't think it's going to do so hot. I think not that not that it's going to be good, but I just think it's going to be buoyed by it's like oh no, across the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yep. It's already tracking 85 plus, and I'm like, if, once the reviews come out, it's going to hit above 100. Like that thing because mm. that's one of those like it's done so well like post being in theaters like with streaming. It's and just so TV. weird because the first the first one not disappointed it, but it just did okay. like underperformed. But yeah, then it, yeah. but then the more it's one of those like you show yeah, your kids yeah. or you show like your friend like hey you gotta check out Spider Verse like it's gonna be yeah. one of those where the sequel opens up way bigger than the original. Yep. 100%. Then your fifth one is like, huh, I uh, See, that's why I went top four. No, I knew there flash. Were like four flash. There we go. That's what I'm nice. missing. Nice. That's five, bro. No, because the thing's yeah. gonna open fucking huge, and if it's, it's gonna like, open huge, and I think it's. No, gonna but if it's out. as good as people think, like it's gonna, I think it's gonna leg out. I do. So I will say, and maybe it's just my own personal bias play play a role here. Is um the, a Twitter user, and this guy's probably banned by now, leaks mm. the entire plot on Twitter, and I, I read it. Uh, yeah, so I, I read it, and according to people I follow that are like insiders and stuff, they're like, "Yeah, that's legit." The movie, um, mm-hmm. it sounds good. It sounds good, and uh, this is the reason I read it was because it was like that's a movie that I was going to go see in theaters. And now that I read the plot, I'm like, "Okay, I'm good. I can wait till streaming." So I wonder if like repeat viewing, Charles, you know, like repeat viewers would carry. Well, the problem. Really, I don't so, know if it's gonna have a lot of repeat viewers. The Flash's weekend is very interesting because it's opening uh, opposite uh, Pixar's Elemental, which I also think is going to mm. do well. And then you have Indiana Jones the week after, and then you have Fourth the Fourth, uh, which is like the late June, but like Fourth of July weekend technically because Fourth of July is on a Tuesday. Tuesday. So like you'll have that space, and then it's Mission Impossible, and it's the Barbie Oppenheimer weekend, and then <clears throat> Haunted Mansion in late July, which I think is gonna bomb. Yeah, so, Haunted Mansion's gonna bomb. I know. I'm, I'm bummed. I really want there to be a good Haunted Mansion movie. But anyway, like, uh, so The Flash, like, if it's as good as I th- as uh, people have said it's going to be, then I can see it legging out until Mission Impossible. Like, it being in the top, like, top five. It depends on how good Indiana Jones is a thing. Like, I want that one to be good. I want that to be good so bad. Like, that that's the, that's a wild card for me, but, like, because on the town they did, they, they, the gay guest how uh with with past guest scott mendelson by the way shout out to him he was on the town this week with matt bellany and they were talking doing their confidence scale for blockbusters and like they're both very high on the flash 
Like this is gonna be huge. Like it's gonna open like it's gonna open like one fifteen above. I think. I was about to say, you think it gets a bill? Yeah, I think if it unless it unless it really craters, uh, I think it does. I think it creeps to a bill. Man, the problem is like, and this is why DC's fucking. Or stupid. gets very close, gets in the nine. I think it will get close. I think it will get like eight fifty nine. Because the problem is, I I really do think the whole like this universe is dead is just killing. But this is the restarter though. This yeah, is the. This is what's gonna. Bring this is like, what's gonna. This that's why gun is so high on it. It's like because it's that's their reset. Like this is the reset button. I will not say anything because I, I apparently I do know the ending, so I will I will not say anything on that. So okay. they're, they're about to etch us. And I honestly think you're going to get a lot of like uh, Keaton nostalgia. Like that's what's going to I'm really going to carry the day. As as someone that has read the uh, the entire plot, apparently uh, the Keaton nostalgia is like through the roof. Apparently, yep. So yeah, that they basically, they basically say it's like Keaton Batman Part Three. By the way, Cap says hi. It only <laughs> okay. took him about you know two hours to finally. Join I'm allergic, but hi. Um, but anyway yeah yeah so like that's i that's why i think the flash probably is in the top five for highest grossing because it's uh, it's gonna open so big that like it would have to hit it would have to have a quantum mania level drop in its second week and i don't see that happening do not start chewing on this wire like i i on it i just that's where i think it's gonna line up and then there's like a lot of good comedies too that people aren't talking about yet really such as well strays i'm very high on that looks hilarious um, the Jennifer Lawrence movie, I think, is going to be a surprise hit. That looks weird. That whole plot kind of weird. Both of those out. movies look weird. I saw trailers for both of them. I was like, oh, wait, this wait, is wait, wait. But there's two different strays, I think. I'm talking about the strays with um, Will Ferrell and yeah. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, that one. I saw the trailer. I was like, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> like, I, that's one of those that could be a late. That could be like a my, like a minor hit. And then the Jennifer Lawrence one, I think, is going to be bigger than people think, just because um, they're J-Law. they're well, J Law plus there's like. People want comedies to succeed. Like this is a good, this is a very big test case for summer comedies. Because you also have the blackening, which I think won't be a huge, huge hit, but it will be like do well enough. Like that movie looks funny as shit. Um, what? Now that it's just like you seem very excited. I've never, I have not heard anyone as excited for that movie as you haven't seen the trailer for it. I have seen the trailer for it. I just haven't heard anyone. The DMX show killed me. (laughs) That was good. No, that was good. I will admit that. Ew. Um, but uh, there's the yeah. So I think like you'll have com- you'll have like a big diversity as far as what kind of movies are in theaters too. That's fair. That's, That's why fair. I think it's going to be a good summer. I, I do. All right, let's get to our second trailer because I actually really want to talk oh, yeah. about this one. Yeah. So Dune, <laughs> they re- they released their trailer. It's going to be attached to Guardians, which is why they released it this week. Your thoughts? I am so excited. This movie is going to be so damn. Good. I am so psyched. I saw we the, uh, normally I'm not an IMAX guy. Not that IMAX is you know like a scam or anything. It is a very cool experience. It's just there aren't a whole lot of movies where I'm like I need to experience this in IMAX. That Dune was the first movie in years where I was like I refuse to see this unless it's an IMAX. Mm. Oh, it's so paid off. And like my biggest complaint of Dune and Dune one was part one was fantastic. First off, the dick swing by Villanueva, of doing part one in the title sequence before part two was ever confirmed. Love. He was getting the part. I'm just going to spoil this right now. He was getting the part two. Well, I know he knew that, but nobody yeah. else did it, so it seemed like a big, like, nobody else it, knew at that knew. point. Like, but, yeah, sorry. You know, but anyway, so, like, that was great. Um, oh, my God. I, but my biggest complaint for part one was there was so much from the book that they left out 
Well, like, they had to. Like, Part one know, was like, we got to set up everything. I know, but it still felt like a very weird part of the movie to leave the cliffhanger on. I understand, like, narratively why they did it, but just in my own opinion, there are better parts to do that in. Sure. So, I don't know. It just felt that that was my biggest complaint. Is like that felt like a very weird way to end the first movie. But now that I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh no, because like the first part they left some stuff out. I feel like they're leaving nothing out in the second part. Now, my yeah. biggest complaint about the trailer, though, well, two biggest complaints is one, I wish they wouldn't have given so much of the uh, worm right away. How like, dare I feel you? Like I, I feel like I've already seen so much more. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, that's a big scene of the movie. See, even Cap's, you know, like, yeah, no, worm right on my ear. But, he rides uh, the worm. Oh, that's what God. I wanted. I know, but that's the thing is, like, we all expect that from the movie. I want to experience that in IMAX. I want to experience that watching it on my Mac at work, being like, okay, that's cool. Um, and also, and I, I, I'm a little torn on, I'm, I'm like bouncing back and forth that I feel like this. Fade's supposed to be like this big, hand, handsome guy, right? That's why the Baron loves him, is because he's this very handsome little kid. He shouldn't look exactly like the Baron, just 30 years younger. Like, I know, I know we just got like that one shot of him, like with the doors opening and stuff, but like, nah. Well, you, gotta, you gotta remember, they also didn't show you like him like, speaking either. So, like, we don't know if he's just because he's super charming. Which I imagine he's going to be. No, that's true, and maybe that's why they uh, cast a butler. So they didn't show walk. They didn't show any walk-in. That was my complaint. Walk-in's the emperor or whatever. Oh, Christopher Walken. When you said Eddie Walken, I was like, no, I just they didn't show any walk-in. I'm a any walk-in. Gotcha. I'm um. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, Walken's a great actor, but dude, I just can't imagine ever being like you know, like you know, Betty. Come on! Like I just like you're getting, oh, no, you're getting dialed in. What? No, 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 but you're getting dialed in. Terrible impressions again. It's, I, that's great. You're getting watch. you're getting dialed in. Walking. Just watch your father. Put it up his ass. No. <laughs> All right. You stop talking, Amir. Go ahead. I don't have much to say about it because I read the book in anticipation for the movie, and I wasn't a huge fan of the book. And oh. so that's why my peer that that's why like my interest level of the movie dropped. So it's like I haven't seen part one either. So oh, watching the trailer, it. I was just like, yeah, part one, dude, it's exciting, but part know. one's good. But anyway, like, and we're gonna get more Batista because I guess his character is all, there's a lot more to it. Oh, um, yeah. But I'm very excited for this. That yeah. is, well, I, I just don't know how the book was. Or you didn't like it, Omar? I wasn't a huge fan of it. Like I can understand. Um, why it was so big at its time like when it came out obviously right, and right. why it sort of like set the stage for like a lot of other famous uh stories that have come out like lord of the rings based a lot of things off of it um lots of sci-fi books have based a lot of uh, what was off of dune Star right Wars. so just like i can understand it i can see that but for me it was just like yeah the whole story element of everything about it is just like I, I dragged through it. It took me a full week to read that book, and it usually doesn't take me that long to read. Now, so I will say the, 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 the writing is not a fucking test. A week? Yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the writing style is very particular because I was a lot like a murder where all too, my yeah. friends loved the book. And I was like, finally, like, I never read it until the movie was about a year out. And finally, I was like, fine, this movie's getting hyped. I should read it. And I read the first, like, four or five chapters, I was texting my friends, I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like, this is terrible. They're like, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. Because the writing style is very jarring. And I kept getting um, the same thing too, but for me, I just never got to that point where I was like, okay, I can see where it turns. I was just like, yeah, not for me. No, that's fair. And partially <laughs> because there's like 200 pages of exposition before you get to the rising action. Um, 
Oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, it's it's a long read, but it's one of those things like the more you get into the world, it does take a lot of like, you know, other research to be like, what the hell right. does this mean and stuff? Then you start getting into it, but it is definitely one of the, it's not an easy read, absolutely. But it's does, um, it give you, does it give you everything you need in order to finish or feel like you accomplished something when you're done with the story? Unlike Lord of the Rings, yes. where you needed the fucking Cimmerillion to know what yeah, happened. No, yeah, it gives you it gives you very good resolution uh, to the point where I actually read the next two <laughs> books after that. Um, okay. So since neither one of you really know what's coming, then let me ask Chauncey. You know, like how the book ends, right? Kinda, yeah. I remember reading okay. it. And I don't remember how it ends. The scene in the trailer where it's the you know a beautiful shot where it's mm. like the sunset back yeah. there, and uh, you have two people. Mm-hmm. That's the final fight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I Just want to so. make sure. Well, because it took place on a ship in the book, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it takes place on a ship. So the fact that it's taking yeah. place on Arrakis, I it like that change. That's a, I remember that. Yeah, that that that's a cool change. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, he wrote the fucking worm, like, I'm fucking in, dude. I know, don't get me wrong, I'm love, psyched for that scene, love, but I wish I they love, just like, kept it. If that ace says anything about me, I love I love giant monsters. He does love giant monsters and a good heist. Uh-huh. Right. I good heist. love me some monsters, so wow. I'm like, he Heist on a, a giant worm, I'm waiting for that movie. He writes the goddamn worm. <laughs> yeah, right, so baby. Chauncey, I'm going to put you me. on the spot. You ready? Mm. Remember, you better get your list ready, too, because I want your list as well. Top five giant monsters in movies. Starting from number five down to number one. Godzilla. So, well, they're all going to be mostly Godzilla. <laughs> I love everything Godzilla. Um, but my top five Godzilla would probably be huh, Godzilla, versus, Godzilla versus Monster Zero. Godzilla on oh, Monster oh, Island. Time out, time out. Time out. Not top five monster movies. Top five monsters. monsters. Oh, top five monsters? Okay, so. so that's one Godzilla. <laughs> so from so five, five to one. So King Ghidra, uh, okay. King Kong, okay. um, wow, King Kong of four. That's an upset. The monster from Deep Rising. Um, I love I love a sea monster more more than anything. Um, like so Kraken. Yeah, the Kraken from Pirates and then Godzilla. <coughs> okay, Emmer, top five. I don't know Chauncey's same list. Like I don't watch enough oh, monster movies. On. I'm sorry, right. I'm not as into movies as you guys are. I'm very let's sorry. See, right, let's see if I can do this. Because uh, I, I was, I have a surprising pick at number one. Uh, I like your pick of Ghidorah at number uh, five. I like that a lot. Uh, I should have put Gigan in there. Damn it! Never mind. Go on. Uh, can I say Mothra? Go... I like Mothra. Mothra's cool. Mothra's cool. Mothra's cool. Doesn't bring my top five though. Uh, does Jaws count? Oh, we're doing that. Okay, fine. Jaws, I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay, so all right. So you seem very excited by that. I know. Fine, 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 You're just I'll like go, top I'll five go, monsters. I'll go CGI. Uh, Jaws and the Meg. Um, no. let's see. King Kong at number three. Godzilla at number two. Clover at number one from Cloverfield. Okay. Clover. Sure, man. Like Clover's cool. Oh, come on, you could give me a little bit more excitement. Fine. I wanted to put. I really should have put Gigan no, above Ghidra. I'm annoyed. I should have put Gigan above whatever. <laughs> I Gigan rules. Um, 
But I have to really think about it though. Ooh, I was, what I was, about the Megazord for the Power Rangers movie? Does that count? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, is that a monster though? That's more like a robot. That's more like honestly, a specific rim type stuff. So I don't know if it counts or not. I'm just all right. Contribute. Hey, anyway, moving on. We're all we're all. I mean, not a mayor, but like we like Dune. Dune Part Two. That look cool. It looked like a lot of effort went into the making of the movie. Okay. Solid. All right, I'm gonna I start off with Thaddeus on that one. <laughs> All right, I'm there. I'm gonna uh, actually wait real quick. They uh, they did announce the writer strike this week. That means, I mean, uh, well, the, there's not gonna be any production for a while, and we're not gonna feel it until the fall. Dude, we should be scabs. No, <laughs> no, I no, I, I have too many. I have friends that would very be would be very upset. Like, I, I a Kayla would never come back on the show. You have a reputation. Up I do have a reputation. No, uh, but yeah, they're they're striking. The studios are trying to play, trying to play hardball. Disney and HBO, and I think CBS have said, "Well, no, if you're a writer and producer, you're going to have to come back to work." And they're like, "Hell no!" But they're they're not. They're, it's not just about money. They also don't want AI to have, to write their scripts for them, which the studios have been trying to push. Like the MyChat yeah. GBT. Yeah, the iChat. Yeah, and then it's like oh, we're going to pay you to rewrite the stuff our AI wrote and pay you less. That's kind of they cool. want the writers' rooms to be bigger again rather than it's like no we're gonna have you farm it out to people and basically make them big workers mm-hmm. which has been because like, there's like a lot of writers that like one of emmys that are like driving lifts and like one's like yeah i was nominated for emmy so, and i was like being rejected at target yeah i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the story that i read was the problem with streaming now is that these writers you know it used to be okay i'm a writer on a network show and we have 18 to 25 episodes a season it would mm-hmm. like last around most of the year now with streaming you basically work for you know eight to ten weeks now uh, and that's, you that's get one episode you get one episode there's no streaming residuals and also you can't work on another show while that show's on so yeah, basically and, you get and paid think, to work once, and then you have to make that last the whole year. And it's yeah, I think I think what you're referring to is, I believe if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it was a writer on The Handsmaid Tale, one of the most like popular shows in the last yeah, couple well, years. She's like, I'm up like, for an Emmy, and then I'm also having to apply at Target. Yeah, he had, a, he had to drive an guy, Uber to make the guy that one of the guys that won a Writing Guild Award for The Bear. He's like, yeah, I had a negative bank account. I had to like put my bow tie on a credit card because like, oh my God. like he was the one check from Hulu the one time, and then like it becomes a huge hit. But it's like, well, you already we already paid you for the one thing. It's like the cast of Friends are still millionaires because every time it airs on TBS, mm-hmm. they make like a million dollars. And that so and this the the thing that's different between O seven the O seven one and now is like all the other guilds the act the uh, actors and directors guilds and producers guilds are all in solidarity this time no one's trying to undercut the other yep. one. Uh, it's going to be ugly and it probably won't end till the fall. Like Abbott Elementary had to shut down, Yellow Jackets shut down. Like they were just getting started on their third seasons. Like a lot of a lot of shows like Severance. Like, Severance was a show that that's was really, your, really that's up. a whole other thing though. Severance had other problems. Yeah, weren't they like infighting and stuff? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they're all picketing. There's I Google their signs. Their signs have all been very cool. Like, yeah, they, 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 there's some. Yeah, Google the uh, the writer strike signs. It's now I will I will say one oh one not surprising, but guy I didn't know who was so involved with the labor side of this is uh, Mike Schur. Is actually a huge leaderhead in this. Well, movie. you know who's been doing all the press for the for the writers is uh, Adam ruins everything. Adam Conover, he's on the, the mm-hmm. WGA board. He's been doing, he's been like their mouthpiece going on all the media show, uh, doing all the media. 
He's and like you said, I think this is why the strike seems different than the one from like 07, 08, whenever that was, because it does seem like this has much more public figureheads than it did last time, which does help. I, I saw a tweet today that uh, Jason Stakis was out on the sidewalks today. Yep, all the, the Ted Lasso people were, were picketing mm-hmm. in front of, I think, uh, Param- uh, Paramount today. Like, all the, they've been picking in front of all the studios. They shut down the Billion, uh, billion Season 20 <laughs> shoot for a long time. Billions is still going on? Good Lord. Oh, you never heard what they're doing with Billions? They're gonna, no. they're gonna. I heard Damian gonna, Lewis left, and after that, I was like, well, I'm done. He's coming back because they're doing their, yeah, the last season of Billions proper, but then there's gonna be like a whole Billions universe that they want for Paramount Plus. Oh, no, I heard about that because it's trillions, millions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I, I texted this to my friends. They're like, wait, that's not a joke. Is the spinoffs, is, they have one spinoff called Trillions, and they're doing another spinoff called Millions. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not even joking. It was like the dumbest idea I've yeah, ever heard. Yeah. But the but streaming the streaming people have been very like they're kind of happy that this is happening because they already have a glut of content and um, they're like fine like we'll figure we'll figure out a way around you. I just figured I'd bring it up because it's gonna make uh, make this show very interesting um, going forward just because stuff's just gonna be shut down left and right. I just remember I'm trying to remember like Heroes was a show I loved that got killed by the writer strike last time. Actually, it did. Like, the thing is, they've dispelled that myth. They actually it didn't. Really, like, performance was, was pretty bad too. It was like the first season was fantastic. Yeah. And I just thought the second season was solid, uh, but yeah, uh, writing like, was it degraded in quality pretty quickly. Like, once, once Peter once Peter lost his memory, I was like, all right. I all never right. watched Heroes, but like from what I've gathered, it's like actually the the, narr- the bad narrative threads were already there. Just like the writer strike made it happen faster. Yeah, uh, twenty four. Twenty four got hit hard by the writer strike. I remember yeah, that they were fine though. Like they they kept going. They kept going. They kept going, but it was not the same. That's not. But that's not. The I'm a massive twenty four fan. Uh, the writer strike. The only. I think, I mean, what, the only what other shows? What other shows? Pushing daisies, but then they still renewed that anyway. Breaking Bad was actually a good thing because they kept Jesse. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one, Jesse was the one people don't talk about is Rescue Me. Like they lost a whole season, so they made a twenty-two episode fifth season. Is that the Dennis Leary one? Yeah, yeah. never saw that. The first five seasons are good, then it really goes off a cliff hard. Oh. Rescue like, Me and The Shield were like early two thousand shows, and I really watched. Well, The Shield was the best. That 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 was never affected. Oh. I'm trying to think of other shows that were affected, but yeah, no, I mean it's just it's one of those things that's funny. Fu- Work one that like failed really hard after because it was like already kind of struggling, but then like no one picked it up like yeah, yeah. after it came back. But anyway, so like you know, reality and like other like tick like TikTok stuff is going to be taking over for a while because no shows are going to be back. TikTok, yeah, like that's a, that's the big difference. Is like before, like in 07, it's like, well, I guess we're just going to do a lot of reality shows. Okay. Like, how many people can, how many millionaires can Joe marry? I guess I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but like uh, now, it's like, well, now they can just go on YouTube, TikTok, and whatever for your. I mean, I never watch live shows anyway, so oh, I yeah. don't care. Well, and I'm just, but it's gonna. I mean, I'm sorry for your friend, of course. No, I know. Well, she's she, a cool homie. Yeah, she is cool homie. But um, no, but like it was just picketing too. Her signs are cool. I, I, the, I told Chad GBT to write a sign that's like pretty funny. And I was like, if we can't write, how's Jenna, what's Jenna Ortega going to edit from us? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, um, and that's it. That's the interesting thing about these writer strikes is like the writers know right now they don't have the leverage, but they can just hold out until all mm-hmm. the shows start taking. That's the problem. Then their leverage fucking skyrockets problem, because then everybody starts getting upset. Where the problem is that like most like the middle like the middle class or lower tier ones that's gonna be tough because they were already having second yeah. jobs like that's that's yeah. you know 
they'll have to be buoyed by the bigger ones. Like, so, but that's the thing though is like if if they can find a way to hold out for uh, what two two to three months, their leverage is going to become a lot lot stronger. Because apparently, all, apparently, studios won't well, even come to the table right now. Well, SAG after, and I think the directors' guilds are um, their deals are up in June. So, like, if they strike too, and like a lot of actors have signaled that they're gonna they are gonna strike, like background writers, yeah, yeah. So then, like, that's where you'll probably see a big push. But then, I don't know. Like the normal, the traditional studios will probably cave quicker than the streamers because the streamers are just not going to care. Let's they have, they already have their whole slate ready for the rest of the year, so they're good. All right, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Amer- my, my cat was not the first random noise. Let's go. Oh gosh. All right, Amer, you have the floor. What's good? <laughs> so with May the Fourth being yesterday and Revenge of the Fifth being today, I've been doing a Mandalorian rewatch because um, uh-huh. I haven't watched season three yet, and I've heard pretty good things about it. I think uh, maybe not as strong as some of the other seasons, according to Tad, but I think there's a lot of good moments from it. So obviously, I wanted to catch up on that. So almost done with season one. Going to get into season two probably this weekend. Probably okay. finish it off this weekend too. <laughs> um, and then besides that, um, I've been reading The Hunger Games recently, so me and my sister have been watching those movies, and oh. they don't compare to the books. They don't compare to the books. Like, I think one of the things that's hard to translate for a lot of books is that if a character has an inner monologue, mm-hmm. it doesn't translate as well to a film. And so it's like, nice. when we were watching the films, it's just like, it sort of it sort of comes across as boring, because it's like you miss some of the thoughts that Katniss has about everything that's happening in her situation and just like how she feel mm-hmm. about you know Gail and how she feels about Peta and stuff like that. So just like now you're just watching it for the action, but then there's not enough yeah. action to keep you going. So yeah, so you're ready for the ballad of, uh, of of uh, snakes. What's it? Ballad of songbirds and snakes. I did see the trailer. Oh, I'm actually in the middle of that book right now before I started reading the book, and the trailer actually seemed pretty interesting. So I'm curious to Where's see how that's Gucci? going to translate. Pretty good. Who's who's starring in that? Isn't like some big actress in there? Right, my girl Rachel Zegler. She was in. West that's Side it. School. Yeah, that's exactly she's what it is. Yep. She's in um, Shazam too, and then she's also going to be Snow White, I think, next year. Oh, oh, she's Snow White. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I watched she's Shazam in, too, and I'm yeah, like, this she's Snow White. And Gal, Gal Gadot's the evil queen. Gal Gadot. That I, that I remember queen. hearing about. Yeah, I did not I know this. Is, so this is like the live action movie. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. How have I not? Wow. Okay. I think I've just like. Shut all that off from like. Oh, yeah, no, but, all yeah, I know I is like, people are upset that the Little Mermaid is black. That's I like I like Rachel Zegler a lot. Like she's amazing in West Side Story, and I really want good things for her. She, I mean, hey, for as a mid tier movie, I don't think it was bad, but as a mid tier movie as Shazam Two was, she gave it her all. It was her, Grace, Caroline Curry, and not Zachary Levi. You can tell he didn't really care, but the younger Billy Batson, he like all three of them like tried their best, and that's what kind of saved that movie. Mm-hmm. She was also a good, a good guest in Blank Check last year. She did Cabaret. It was amazing. Anyway, sorry. Go on, Amara. I'm sorry. I didn't get you off. No, that's all I got going on right now. So that's what's good. All right, Tad. What's good with you? All right. So I actually have a bone to pick with you, Chauncey. Oh. <laughs> so I was trying to take the Amara. So I, I tried to take the Amara approach to watching TV shows this, uh, you know, th- this spring where mm-hmm. I wasn't going to watch uh, Succession. But then, you know, I wake up one Monday morning and everyone on Twitter is like, oh my God, Succession. I'm like, whatever oh, it is, in, is going to case the sp- viewers want to know what the Umber pro Yeah, right. Sorry. And thank you. I wait for the entire season to conclude and then I watch it so that I don't have to wait for cliffhangers week to week. Exactly. That is So the- that's that's what I was – so I made it like three oh, episodes. Boy. Yeah, oh. so I made, I made it like three or four episodes into the latest ep- uh, season of Succession and uh-huh. – 
I, I woke up Monday morning and everybody was freaking out about the latest episode. I just knew I was like, there, I can block as many hashtags as I want. This is going to get spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. So I watched three episodes of Succession in a row, which you remember I messaged you. I'm like, dude, please tell me you're caught up. And I never responded, but then like two days later, like now I am. Um, so I've been watching Succession. I'm all caught up with that. Uh, uh-huh. Perfect final season. Perfect. What are you wrong? Uh, so I was doing the same thing with another uh, HBO series. I was going to wait until Barry was all the way done. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then I kind of saw some things of like, oh my god, this Barry twist is insane. This Barry twist, and then I saw your tweet of like, oh my god, that Barry twist. I'm like, well, shit. If Chauncey's like, you know, <laughs> you know, all about, I'm like, fine, fuck it. I'll watch, you know, I'll catch up with Barry. So I watched what four or five episodes of Barry now, like over the course of this last week. That twist was not that good, dude. That's actually not what I was freaking out about. It was the other. It was. I think it was, I more it was more the Guillermo del Toro cameo. I was like, holy shit, but it was him getting okay. out. Okay, all right. No, that's right. The episode that where, he gets, that that episode more, where yeah. he gets out. That where he gets out was, I was like, holy shit. No, that was a great episode. Especially like, yeah, the uh, what happens with uh, Gusto or Gusto, how you say it? Gustavo. Not Gustavo, the, the acting coach. Oh, uh, Gene? Yeah, Gene. When, yeah, when Gene shoots the door, that's all I'll say. When Gene <laughs> shoots the door, I was like, holy shit. Uh, the end of the episode when everybody was like freaking out about that, I was like, "That's not that interesting with twists, in my opinion." I, I for me, I just like he. They did it. They he really went there. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that's fair. So Barry, I, I think it's fine. I wish they would like lean on the comedy more. It's getting too dark, and that was my Are complaint about last season. Okay, Barry's been hilarious. <laughs> I think the the Fred Armisen cameo that was great. No, no, not even that. Just there's so many good lines in there that are so fucking funny. But that was the thing is like season one and two, they they had like okay, serious scene, funny scene, serious scene, like the they, they like weaved both of them woven, whatever. They they they, they, they Gene, interlocked like Gene Kusamano's three hour one show. Okay, no, but that's what I mean. That was funny. Give me more of that because then for the rest of the episode, it was just is very, crashing the car when he's like, yeah, I did the three hour. Like you talked to the. But again, like you have like one or two funny moments in an episode now where it used to be like you would it's, have like four or it's five. A lot, no, but the humor is a lot more subtle now. Like, That's fair. No, oh, I have Riptorn's gun. Does it have any bullets? It's Riptorn's gun. Of course it's going to have bullets. I will say, <laughs> I did not get, and I will try to keep it spoiler free, but Fred Armisen, we, me, me, the Fred Armisen uh, part with his hand. Well, I did I, not get that. I did not get that at first. And then I thought about the payoff, it. The payoff in the beginning. It's their, that, it's their podcast. That was, that was a great <laughs> link. And so, no, so Barry, like you say, it's it's still good, but I don't know. I still like season one and two better. Um, now, here's my hot take for what's good, because I actually looked up the reviews for this episode. Mm-hmm. I've been watching, I don't know if you've heard of it, Saint X on Hulu. I've seen the commercials for it. I'm like, eh, it's not for me. It's not well, I'm a true crime junkie. It is uh, uh, if you're I'm if you're fam- uh, if you're familiar with true crime, it's very clearly based off a very uh, popular case. I can't uh, do it. Oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? It just I'm literally so going to bed watching the latest twenty for twenty twenty twenty. It's so samey to me. Well, but that's uh, part of the fun. But it's there. There was a true life case of a. A girl named Natalie Holloway who went missing in I, I remember Natalie Holloway. Yeah. So Natalie Holloway is very, very clearly based off that. Um 
and it's told in two distinct storylines. So the girl mm-hmm. who goes missing and the sister who's trying to figure out what's going on like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm not going to say it's amazing or groundbreaking, but it's very, very entertaining. It's a whodunit because you have like six different people. You obviously have the people that you, that the show wants you to think did it. Mm-hmm. And you have like a thousand other suspects or by a thousand, I mean like five other suspects. Yeah, sure. And they drop new clues every week. And I'm just a sucker for that kind of show. I was just like, okay. all right, place your prediction. Who's this character? And like, just ride with it till the end and see if you're right. So it's entertaining enough where I really like it. I was, you know, I'm looking forward to it every two. It drops 11 p.m. every Tuesday. And I, then I looked it up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes as 19%. So I don't know if I have terrible taste or if I'm just easily entertained, but fuck it. I like it. So who cares? True crime's not my bag, so I can't comment. Thaddeus, what's good? I'm still, I can't get over the Tuesday 11 p.m. That's such a fucking odd. I time do not. Now I will. I, I will clarify. It's such a weird release time. I agree with you, but I, <laughs> I do not like. It's not like Tuesday 11 o'clock. I'm like, all right, let's go. It's like, yeah, I'll watch right. it Wednesday when I go home from work. Okay, okay. Just, I just want to clarify. I'm like, damn, this fool's like staying up on a Tuesday to no. make sure he and gets that fun- show. It's funny you say that because I'm the only one of my friends who's still watching uh, The Mandalorian. And I had one of my friends, uh, I don't think this is a spoiler alert, but the actor who plays Jar Jar Binks shows up in another role in season oh, three. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has a lightsaber. And that was so cool. Right. Yeah. So, and one of my buddies texted me like Wednesday morning because it drops Tuesday, you know, at midnight. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, uh, he texted me Wednesday morning like, Jar Jar Binks is in the Mandalorian. I'm like, I don't know. Do you think I'm staying up till midnight to watch the Mandalorian on a school night? I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Leave me alone. Technically. Technically. (laughs) I did that for WandaVision because it was during the summer, so I was off of school, which, by the way, for your listeners. Oh, wasn't it in January? No, it wasn't. uh, No, the Falcon Winter Soldier. That's what it was. Mm, what a waste of your time i'm sorry well, I, stopped, I stopped doing it about half, <laughs> i stopped doing it about halfway through but at oh. the beginning I, I would say up to watch it but yeah no during the school year i'm not i'm not doing that shit until the next day because I'm, I'm a parent yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um right now i literally actually just finished thomas harris's uh red dragon on yeah that was cool francis dollar no 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 not the movie the book the book Oh, okay. I thought we were talking the movie. No, we're on we're all books around here, guy. This is the this okay. is the movie yeah, on the book. I read that book when I was like fifteen. That was a good book. Mm-hmm. All right, cool guy. I didn't get it that. <laughs> I read it when I was in fourth grade. Yeah, this okay. guy read all the fucking Stephen Kings when he was like still in the womb. So oh, Jesus. Yeah, all of them. I tried um, reading The Shining when I was in middle school, but no, I like, it. Dark Tower's weird, dude. I couldn't. Do, I just never started it. Like that's too many books. Jesus, yeah, that's, that's quite a book. Yeah, the best I did was all Lord of the Rings books in a month. That was for a class. That was a, that was a right. eighth grade for me. I burned through the whole big book. Read all, all the one so book. John, your penis book. is so big. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I might do the next one, Sons and Lambs. I might the classic. classic. No, but it's one of those like. There's no more Will Graham, right? It's hey, then it goes to Clarice. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but there's yep. still Lecter. Yeah. Uh-huh. So does this bitch just read all of Will Graham's notes and like? No, okay, we're, I'm no, she doesn't oh. even know about Will Graham. Wait, have you seen the movie? Yeah, of course. That's but the same it's scenario. Been, it's the same thing. Yeah, Crawford yeah. sends her in, not expecting it to go anywhere. I just okay. and then it the snowballs. Okay, thank and you. then you know Hannibal happens, and I don't know why. Bad book. <laughs> Bad book. 
It's a bad book. Okay, so just stop after some. No, you can, no, no, no. unreasonably terrified of pigs. That book. No, do yourself. Do yourself. No, read Hannibal because you gotta know where it goes. Like, it's one of those. It you're gets like, weird, dude. It gets fucking weird. Just so you can do the same thing I do. Really? Oh God. Okay. So I it's mean, gonna be like Stephen King's, like the big random I mean, ass gang. You'll, you'll get a kick. You'll get Stephen a kick King out of- and the Hannibal series are not a good comparison. Well, yeah. no, the it. Like, you, you'll get a like- you'll get a kick out of uh, Mason Verger. I'll tell you that. Oh. Swell, swell. Um, but yeah, I might check out the whatchamacallit? What does it say? Science of Lambs. I just got this other one on uh It's not a long book either. No, yeah, that's another thing. I'm so used to like the long Well, because those like, are beach, those are like hours. those are like beach reads. Beach reads? Yeah, like in the old days, like you'd like, oh you get the you get your John Grisham, your Thomas Harris books, and you just like you'd read it on the beach. Okay. Or you know what I mean, or, like a summary. Dean Koontz or whatever it's called. I guess Dean Koontz. Yeah, sure. That's like an airport read. Now, yeah, so that's your, Yeah, so thanks. You're a baseball fan, right? Travelable, yep. I am a baseball fan. Yes. Okay, so I will tell you my all-time. In fact, I literally have it because I went to a wedding two weeks ago. So while I was on the plane, I decided to re, uh, reread it. This is my all-time favorite book. It's called The Art of Fielding. It wasn't that great. Oh, how? <laughs> it wasn't that great. I read all it right. because... Chad is so, not a reader, so, and he so, gave me his top five books of all time, this and this was on it. Book. And I was this like, my okay, I'm going to read this book. book. This is fantastic. Oh, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. I was disappointed. Up. This is a great book. I was disappointed. How dare you, sir? <laughs> well, it's nice to know that the last episode of the Desai Guys is on somebody else's podcast. But, <laughs> but no, I'm telling you, if you are a baseball fan and fan of it, it is a fictional book. But it's you know it's a bit yeah. of a drama book and everything. What's it about? Great. So it's about this uh, like D three player, uh, D three college baseball player who uh, you know is like the perfect fielder, and he never makes an error, and then he makes one error, and it like kind of hurts a friend of his because the ball like you know goes you know erratic and goes in the dugout and puts his friend in the hospital for a couple of days, and wow. it totally destroys his confidence. And it like follows him, his friend, the player, the the president of the college he's at, and it just like their lives and like how like life doesn't really work out the way you want it to, and how you deal with stuff like that. I'm an idiot. It's a great book. Okay, so my question to you is: the main character is he a bad guy? Uh, nope. He's a really he's yeah, like this. He's kind of like an under. Uh, no, okay, all right, that's yeah, right. No, he's not. There's. You want to read a better baseball book? That, oh, that is all about the bad guys. Yeah. If you say Moneyball, I am gonna like punch you through the screen. No, Moneyball is fantastic, but that's not the book I was gonna say. I was gonna say Read Cheated by Andy Martino. It's about the whole scandal of the Houston Astros in 2017 because it goes behind like okay, how they sort of set up all that, that stuff and then like good. stuff that's happening now. It is nonfiction, so if that's not your bag, then maybe you don't like it. But oh, no. It was actually very well written, and there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in it that you don't know based off like the articles that they post on ESPN and sports pages right, right, or whatever. Right. So, very cool book. Actually, I'm, okay. I'm just, sure, a, I'm just a big fan about the bad guys. You feel me? Like, sure. I'm down with Alexander Delarge, you know, Patrick <laughs> fucking Bateman. That's my boy. Like, I read American book. Psycho for the first time last summer. That was a great book. Oh my God, bro. I've gone through that thing probably like six or seven times by now. Like, that shit slaps. That it, is, is a fantastic oh book. It's one of those two where it's like, yeah, it feels good because you can be like, yeah, you watched the movie and you thought it was bad. Pfft, that's PG. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I always heard because obviously, yeah, I watched the movie before I read the book. I always heard the book right, was right, worse, right. and I was like, how much worse could it be? And as I was reading the book, I'm like, oh, so so much worse. Oh my god. 
And the okay. worst part is I was like at a poolside reading this, reading it. And I was like, these people probably think I'm like, I'm just like <laughs> the worst person in the world. Oh, 100%. I mean, well, how can you not, dude? Which, which book cover did you have? The one that looks all bloody or? No, one oh, that, man. Uh, I'm literally, I'm you know what? Actually, hold on. You guys can continue talking. I'll go grab my copy right now. Yeah. It's not that important. I, oh, 100%. Because I've seen like okay. three different covers of it. I'm trying to find something. Because right. look, this, right. this is from the first American, uh, I'm sorry, Clockwork Orange book. So I need something of like Got American, it. I need like inspiration. You feel me? I see. Okay. Like, okay. That's the big Fair one. Enough. Fair enough. All right, let's All see. Right. Which one is it? Which one is it? Uh, it's the very vanilla one. Yep. That's uh, the one I, the first one I had. Yeah. But it's funny because with this like hyphen right here, people are like America, and you could like see the reaction too, like America, okay, psycho, and then you you see them be like, okay, and kind of like move on. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm I remember sorry. I'm bringing sorry. that around my college, just reading it, like waiting for classes, and people are like, oh, how's the book? And I'm like, it's uh, pretty awesome. You want to read it? And they're like, no. Um, what else? I've been watching a lot of baseball. It's been mainly baseball, pork house. Fair. Uh, no, none of the new Bob's Burgers or Dave yet. Still, uh, been burning through Seinfeld. Still at work, so that's dope. Nice. Mm. That's what you oh, do. Yeah. You guys are talking to the trivia champion Seinfeld. Just so you know, oh, go ahead. Solid. Yeah. You're not about it. Uh, what's good, you, Sean? Say. What is good with me? Oh, let me pull up the letterboxes to make sure I don't forget anything. It's been a lot, it's a lot of Sophie movies over the weekend. But I did do the first two Guardians. I rewatched those. Nice. Um, Dude, he, he may have been your father, but it wasn't your daddy. Tears. Every time. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Such, oh, God, that scene gets me every time. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, we, we did Jumanji, Big Hero 6, The Wizard of Oz. My daughter really loves The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Original Jumanji or remake? Well, Robin Williams. Oh Perfect. yeah, that's great. That's the one to do. Dude, the monkey boy always freaked me out. Monkey's yeah. I mean, the CG are like, okay, this is a little wonky, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Toy Story three, Lego Movie, Incredibles two. Um, she uh, Harry, uh, the second Harry Potter, because she's getting into Harry Potter. Sweet. And then uh, I worked the other day, watched Django, because I was uh, sitting there on uh, Paramount Plus, oh. and, and, and <laughs> that's a great movie to watch at work. It was just me. Yeah, <laughs> my bosses were in Berlin, so it was like it's just me up here upstairs. So I was watching Django. Toy Story three, though, bro. It should have just ended when they were gonna get melted. It should have ended there. I still haven't seen Toy Story four. I'm the I'm on Toy Story four is Good Island. My wife hated it. Oh, because she. <laughs> really? I would say I hated it, but it was yeah. They need to stop it. It's three. about there retirement, but the whole thing's about retirement. Yeah, yeah. don't they retire Woody? Yeah, well, that's the whole point. It's it's him feeling you. Okay, he, Woody is such a fucking self arrogant piece of shit. He's always been though. Time. He's always Girl, been. Stand that guy. He's always been. Whatever. No, I was I was teaching my students that I was because we're actually He's reading the first Harry Potter. We're reading the first Harry Potter book in uh, in my class right now, and I was telling the kids like, "Look, Harry has flaws. Like every good main character has flaws." I was like, right. "Name one perfect character in a good story. One of them goes Woody." And I was like, "No." I told him, like, Woody threw Buzz out a window. He is not a good character. No. Woody, he only cares about himself. And then he's like, why is everybody mad? Because I care about myself. It's like, it's fucking bad. I'm I'm actually kind of with Thaddeus on this one. 
Anyway, um, so those those are the mo- those are the movies. TV wise, um, Yellow Jackets. Um, they had a really intense episode that um, I watched way too early in the morning because I was at work. I didn't sneak it in before my bosses got in. Um, Yellow, uh, I was like, "Damn, okay, Yellow Jackets." Um, Succession, killing it. The living so plus good. The living plus presentation fucking killed me. Oh god, I laughed so, so hard. Like that's the thing. That's the thing you'd like about it. It's like Sopranos, oh. where it's so fucking funny. Oh, I love me some Sopranos. Yeah, like it's like it's Sopranos level funny. Now, is there boobies? No, it's very it, no, no, it's not a huge section. <laughs> I like it. I so, Chauncey, like yeah, no, I just like seeing titties. There's no titties. There are no titties. Uh, Chauncey, has Colkin won an Emmy for that yet? No. Strong this might be the two. season. This might strong be the season. Only, strong. Uh, they you might just give it. They might give it a just strong. They might just give it a strong again. Wait, I know. Is Culkin like? Does he not get supporting actor? He's actor. Well, here's the problem. He's he's submitting his lead this year. No, don't do that. Damn it. I know. See, that's, yeah, that's his. Mistake. I think they cleared their uh, well because then uh, the uh, last year uh, um, Tom won it for support. Yeah, that I knew. That was surprising. I actually didn't really. Well, because it was Culkin, Cox, and then Tom. But then Tom won it. Yeah. Culkin. Now, Culkin, Culkin, especially that, that one in your old cut up, right? Mm-hmm. That scene on the cliff, as soon as I watched that scene, I was like, Oh, give him well, the week, the week give after, the too. Just his whole meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so damn good. That, so that's been good. Um, the season I watched the season finale of Animal Control. That was pretty funny. I hope it's a good show. Yeah. I've been thinking about watching that. It's really funny. I like it. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good workplace sitcom. Yeah, so um, it's like I'm hoping that survives the writer's strike because I don't know how his ratings were. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of the season finale for Dead to Me again. I'm a sucker for a good for a good network sitcom. Uh, let's see, Succession, Yellow Jackets. What else did I watch this week? There isn't much else because no, no, Abbott's been gone. That ended already. Um, Bob's had a good episode, interesting episode actually. Around who? Uh, Bob's grandma. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh-huh. That's, that's hard. Yeah. It tells it tells a story. It's, it, but it takes place in the past. Like it's about uh <laughs> it's about how she inadvertently thwarted a thwarted a Nazi spy. Now is it Bob's dad or Bob's mom? Mom. So wait, Bob's Bob's mom's mom? Uh and great grandma. Okay, got it. Her mom, yeah, it's the whole thing. Okay, okay. Um, so that was very interesting. Um, <laughs> oh, so it's kind of like the 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 Bolognese episode, sorta. Okay, it's all, but it's the whole thing. Christine Milioti plays uh, the grandma. Oh, ooh. I know. I was okay. like, hey, I'm sorry, tell what? <laughs> no, I just said I never really gotten into Bob's Burgers. Just like Dude, I never really did. So the, the, the extent of my Bob's Burgers knowledge is I'm a massive Archer fan. I've seen every episode of Archer, yeah, 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 and okay. that one genius crossover where Archer convinces himself he's Bob. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the moment where I was like, oh shit, maybe I should start watching. Yeah, they do. A, they do a history of violence. Yeah. Um. Damn it. Um. I think no, it, I threw it off. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Actually, it's really kind of it because, like I said, everything's been kind of ending. Kind of, so. yeah. It's kind of like the dead season for TV shows. I feel like. I mean, we we did Weakest Link. Oh, Dave. I mean, watch. I got to see last night's Dave. That was pretty fucking. How many cool. more episodes were? Uh, probably five. And then you're on what episode four or five? No, because they had two. They had two the first week. It started getting thrown off. But oh no, this was six. So four more episodes? I probably yeah. Okay. I need to bend him. So. No, yeah, Dave was fantastic. 
Um, it was a very weird episode. Dude, nothing but, is as weird as that first fucking episode of Dave, bro. That's true. That shit had me so scared for his life. <laughs> no, this one well, it was something similar. Okay, okay. Um, shit, is there anything else? No. That's, that's See, all I got. What? Oh, man, do I admit this on the podcast? Screw it. Um... I was at my, I was at my a couple like two weeks ago. I was at my uh, friend's apartment. You know, we went out to a couple bars and we all went to a friend's apartment afterwards. And we were mm-hmm. um, recreationally enjoying some activities. And um, we decided to watch some Dave freestyle raps. I'd never even heard of the show. Really? And so that that was about two three weeks ago. And uh, ever since then, I'm like, I need to start the show. So it's like one of those things that. I'm sure like I'm uh, school's over in about two weeks. And so I think it's, I'm kind of saving it for the summer. So uh, like a murder, you know, does, I can just binge through the entire You'll get a kick, you'll get a kick out of Dave, dude. Run through it. Oh, just through this, the freestyles we watched were great. The one that like really got a laugh from me was, um, maybe you guys will get this cause I didn't know the context of it, but apparently mm-hmm. there's like some rap he's supposed to do, but his friend really doesn't want him to yeah, do yeah, like, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 He does like That's a freestyle. the best the stuff they do on the show. Really? Because that I, that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should watch this. Okay, well, real quick, real quick. My wife just texted me. She said, Toy Story 4 is trash and Bonnie is the C word. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Jesus, holy shit. I'm telling you, Allie don't like Bonnie, bro. Is Bonnie, is Bonnie the little girl Andy gives uh-huh. up to? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. Um, well, what? I think we just... I wish you would have shouted that from the other room. That would have been great. Right. That would have been fantastic. Anyway, so I want to thank you guys for coming on. Where can the good people find you? Well, you can definitely find, uh, find us on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Armadside23. You can find Tad at TadSide94. You can find the show handle at the Decide Guys. And, of course, we're on Instagram at the Decide Guys as well. And, of course, we're on LEFB Network. Subscribe on YouTube, wherever you find your podcast. That's where you can sort of find us. Yay. And um, uh, next week, we're going to be talking. I'm going to be reviewing Guardians 3. Um, I'm hoping there's trailers next week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, it's hard. It's hard to tell. There's no going to be no NFL because now we're. Well, wait, dead. Chauncey. Uh, there's something that I don't know. You guys haven't discussed this yet because it was supposed to happen during the draft and it didn't happen. No, no, no. Uh, shut, 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 shut. Hey, Chauncey, thank you so much for having us on. I'm waiting for. I really no, appreciate it. Not, I'm waiting to come on to your show to do it because I want people to hear. Okay. I know what I'm doing for your punishment, but I haven't. I haven't written it yet. Um, written it, written it. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. This is good. I love this. Oh, yeah. Son of a fucking bitch. It's gonna be God fun. It. Um, no, it's not. It's really not. Need a mayor's help with part with uh, with part of with part of it, but I'll, I'll talk to you about like it that part. I like that part. But yeah, I uh, I we'll we'll talk about it on your show. I'd rather do it there. Sounds oh, good. I was, I was I gonna will, say I'll keep my mouth shut right now. Then <laughs> I was gonna say it was a pleasure being on, but you can't get that now. <laughs> God damn it! I was really hoping you were gonna forget. That it's we not gonna be that deal. bad. Like, not- and you know what? You know what? He keeps rubbing salt in the wound because he's still sending me his results. Oh, no, I, know. Been, like, I see it on Twitter all the time. So I was like, yeah. oh, no, no, no keep, keep doing it. It is fun. It is fun. I whenever I, whenever I see you have red blocks, I'm like, I don't oh, need I got it. This. I don't mean to rub salt in anything. I thought I just thought we were playing. I didn't know that you didn't say when the stop the stop date was. No, we agreed it was the draft. 
Oh, really? That's why I, I you were tell me no. That's why I was I was very excited after day two of the draft when you were on. I was like, mm-hmm. he didn't bring anything up. He forgot. I'm like, I like no, yes. no, no, I didn't forget. It's more like, hey, I couldn't because I was just I had my son, so I'm like, I don't have time to do any fun any of the fun stuff. I had I was corralling. But two, I was like, I just thought we like it was still going on. Uh, no, but like, if you want to like kind of double down, I'm down. No, I'm just. I'm Make gonna. I'll, I'll just play some do it. Freaking do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna prepare your thing next week, and then like in two weeks, we'll we'll do your punishment. No, that's fair. But yeah. I mean, yeah, keep. I mean, you do it anyway. Just keep mentioning me in them. It's a fun little side com- no, competition. I, I, like I, I, said, I, I was. I was doing that anyway. Most days, where like, I legitimately I thought we were like, still playing. So like, I didn't. I didn't let's know. keep going. Let's keep anyway. going. Uh, that's our that's our show. We have uh, NBA. We'll be talking about NBA, which you can bet on with our good friends at Bet Online. Use code uh, yep. Use code BLAV for fifty percent off your first bet. Bet Online, where the game starts. That is where the game starts. I said, "Hey guys, thank you, thank you so much." And Tad, thank you for staying up way past your bedtime. I will, Chauncey. I will say this: this is the only podcast in the world I would stay up until one twelve in the morning for. Oh, Saturday tomorrow, dude. Why are you being so? That's also another reason. This is school <laughs> night. I would have logged off at least an hour. Ago. Although we do love you, Chauncey. We do love you for sure. But it's a Saturday. All right, it's not that is there, Tad. Bye. 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 Bye.